Hey everyone, welcome to another and hopefully a super fun-filled episode of Career Retrospectives. I am joined by my two main regular co-hosts, Kyle and Mike. Hey everyone. Yo, what's up? What's going on? I'm so glad to have you both here. We are gonna and uh we're gonna be breaking down Lincoln Park's entire career discography from the very beginning until their most recent album. Gentlemen, are we ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Let's do it. Ready to make right. do it. Well, let me yes. share my screen <laughs> and let's go into. So what are some just out of curiosity, whoever wants to go first, who, what are some of your initial? Let's, let's start with Kyle. What are some yeah. of your initial impressions of Lincoln Park when you first think of them? Lincoln Park's very nostalgic for me. Uh, they're one of the first bands I really got into. I, I'm talking back in the hybrid theory days. Um, so I was very young at the time. But even then, so we're talking about 2000, yeah, 2000, uh, so I was, what, five, six years old, and uh, really, I heard One Step Closer in the End and Crawling on this uh, burned CD that my dad's friend made him, and I, I, I've been hooked ever since. They're definitely a, if not top five, definitely top 10 uh, band of all time for me. Uh and to say that when they haven't released music and understandably so in five years and, you know, have been completely dormant, which again, understandable. Usually when a band does that, they fall out of the, the top list. Like uh, in JT, we did a video on Metallica uh, and I felt that way about them as they spend so long between things that they kind of fell down my, my list of artists. But Linkin Park has never done that. They've consistently stayed at the top. Uh, it's a very nostalgic act for me, and uh, I've loved everything that they've put out. So making just uh, so everyone knows going forward, my list, none of them, I would say are bad. So even the album that I have down is number seven, absolutely the last on the list here, is essentially the worst of the best, which is in Lincoln Park standards, still very good. Awesome. Mike, what do you got on Lincoln Park? So, I mean, I'm a little older than you guys. I'm the grandfather of the uh, group here. So, uh, you know, uh, yes, everyone may want your hate in the comments. That's old man, bald head. Hey, respect your elders. All right. Um, but anyway, um, okay, okay, boomer. that's right. Boomer is here to deliver. So, um, uh, yeah. So I obviously have a little more of a, I think, um, during a certain time, seeing music change um uh, new metal was a big thing i was always a big fan of new metal and original lincoln park had a very close kind of uh knit relationship with that like you know the corn um slipknot kind of the rap rock um, movement was kind of coming into uh you know into form here a lot of bands were doing that kind of thing and um i think they what they brought to the to the um party was a little more of a kind of um uh, an interesting energy and uh, kind of a, a like just youth and vitality and just the message they were kind of bringing um, a lot of people related to it, you know? Um, so uh, for me, the original Lincoln park, um, which is interesting as I got older and came back and listened to it, if you were to talk to original me, like back in the day, I would have been like, yeah, absolutely. Hybrid theory and the original like Meteora were like basically all there was. And then everything else was kind of, um, kind of just their evolution. 
which I kind of um, wanted everything to stay the same. But as I got older, I saw the maturity change with the new albums that came out and would welcome some new sounds and, um, you know, a good balance of everything from the past and everything from the future. So they're a band who has refused to uh, stay the same, but have always come back to their roots and and we're able to touch back on their original self and i really appreciate um that with some of the newer albums some of the older albums and there's a good mixture in between so yeah um i'm excited to release you know all the information here and how we all think think of everything kyle right kyle oh yeah yeah uh i i will say i am probably i this is i hope this isn't offended i am the youngest person here Okay, sorry, sorry, but I will say, <laughs> knowing Lincoln Park, like very, very loosely. I mean, I was, I went in two thousand and I was two years old, so I don't really have too many connections with Lincoln Park. But going into their whole each album's track by track, um, each of their studio albums track by track was really just something to dive into, and I was really excited to do it for this particular episode, and I really. It really hit me hard. Like I, 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 I forgot about numb. I forgot about it in the end. I was like, oh, that's right. I remember that song and stuff like that. We'll go, we'll, we'll get to all that in a little bit. But I just, this is a very, a very, uh, a brand, a, truthfully, a new thing for me diving into like a, a band's whole catalog like this in particular, and hitting it off on this note. I think we'll we'll get to our rankings at the very end. But we will, uh, we'll see how it goes. So, but I, I'm excited. I, I was excited to do this, and now I'm excited to hear this, do this now. So. Let's dive into their first album, which came out in 2000, which was Hybrid Theory. I have it saved and pulled up for everyone who's watching us live, that is. Um, there were f- quick backstory. I'll let Kyle do a lot of the help me out in here in a second. But some of the singles released were really good. And uh, other tracks in the album, too, that stood out are really good, too. But I'm going to let Kyle go first. So, Kyle, what's your take on their debut album? Hybrid theory. Yeah, this one is very, uh, very, like I said, in my opening there, very nostalgic for me. This is really like many people, probably most people, their introduction to Lincoln Park, even younger fans today. This is really their entry point. The singles on this, a lot of times I'm one of those people that I hear the singles on an album. And then I dive into the album and I'm like, oh, why did they choose those as singles? Not with this one. I think they really did insanely well selecting the singles from this album. I don't think they could have picked any better ones. Um, My one criticism to start with is that the. It holds up very well songwriting wise music wise like instrumentally it holds up very well better than a lot of new metal from the time and a little bit earlier does where where it does sound dated though the production a bit but again i find that with a lot of new metal from that time is it production wise it does sound very dated i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing at all it's just something that noticeable when you go back and listen to it um it's honestly one of the top three, in my opinion, debut albums of all time. It's insanely rare for a band or artist to put out an album of this quality as their first album. Uh, it really doesn't happen very often. The 
really only other two I could think of off the top of my head, uh, Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction and uh, Boston's first album. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, it's very rare for this to happen. And yeah, I mean, that's in terms of uh, initial thoughts on this album, that's where I'm at. Mike, where are you at? Yeah, actually, uh, this this album felt really fresh and just kind of brought that kind of just, I don't know, that feeling of uh, aggression and kind of like, and, you know, grow as as a kid growing up, I kind of hated the the tracks that were like mostly rap. Like I would start off as like the rap, uh, I don't even think it was name, uh, the guy in the band who's the the main, you know, vocalist who raps. Like I always hated those tracks. Yeah, Mike Shinoda. Yeah. That's his name. Uh, thank you. Um, I, I, my name is Mike. I should have known this. Um, but uh, yeah, like uh, I felt like uh, this album was did a very good job of having a good of pacing and the spacing of those types of tracks. And um, uh, I mean, just me- very memorable songs. One Step Closer is my favorite uh, Linkin Park song of their entire discography. Um, so it's always been the song I would always be... Um, you know, in an argument with someone, oh, Lincoln Park's not heavy or they're not, um, they're just kind of uh, posers or whatever. Um, it always, it always kind of served as like a, an anthem to uh, that if, if Lincoln Park wants to, they can bring the heavy. Um, so, um, yeah, it just has such great songs. Um, you know, I, more than you guys, I'm sure, um, became beaten to death by a replay songs over and over again on the radio uh in 2000 i was uh like heading towards uh, 17 18 years old so um i was used to hearing the same songs over and over and it can kind of hurt an album's kind of um replayability sometimes when you've heard those songs so much like crawling probably was one of the most uh replayed songs i think like next to in the end of course but like once it closer not so much like um it was like uh the it, it definitely was like uh beaten I, I beaten in my head over so I, I sometimes i it was harder for me to listen to certain songs on this album um after hearing it in the year that it was released and again and again and again but like coming back to it it still holds up and I find uh, these are has a lot of songs that really stay with you and, um, you know, kind of like have a lasting impression and a good mixture. I think that's a good uh, word I have here. A good mixture of the rap and the rock and the new metal influence. More new metal influences on this than any of their upcoming releases. Yeah. Again, I think this is probably the last album that has some of those um, sounds in it. So that's an important uh, kind of evolution or moving movement towards a certain uh you know style and uh, maturity and songwriting i guess you could say. so yeah now I, do you guys remember the early days of youtube where uh crawling was just associated with all the the uh anime uh animated yes. music videos <laughs> that people would make yep. i think Absolutely. we've all watched quite a few of those ones 100 <laughs> percent uh, hundreds of times on that, hundreds of times. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my god! Sure. Um, for me personally, as again, diving into Lincoln Park's discography, starting with their first album, I recognize a lot more songs than I thought I did. 
that I remember, I should say, because I mean, being young enough to remember, oh, like in the end, we'd be on the radio and the opening piano, and I'm like, oh, it's that song, right? And then, but crawling as well, I was like, oh my god, that's that song that I can't get, <laughs> I couldn't remember what it was called for all these years, and I was like, oh, that's right. And uh, one step closer, I thought was great. Paper cut, all the singles are fantastic, and I agree with Kyle. This is as far as a debut album goes, I definitely put it up there for sure in the top five. I mean, personally, top five. Um, because you mentioned Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction, you mentioned Boston's debut, you mentioned um, this one. I would also throw Pearl Jam's 10 in the mix personally, but that's a whole nother conversation for another time. But I definitely agree, this is a definitely like a, a hard hitting. It sold 27 million copies worldwide. It's certified 12 platinum. This is their debut album. It's a pretty darn good record if it's selling that much still to this day. And the streaming numbers are off the charts. In the end, it's reached over 1 billion streams on Spotify. Check that yeah. out today just before we started. They got, a, they got a couple songs in the in the billion mark. Yeah, which is... Yo, which I listened to them when they were zero, guys. I'm, yeah. uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mike, Mike Brothers was zero. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have no. I had no clue they were even called zero before. The, oh, really? No, it's all good. Yeah, I had no clue. Yeah, so. um, no, but it's... It, for it, like I said, for a debut album and kind of just kicking off their career, it was... I would say it was definitely a great start to their career. I mean, you definitely... You, the, the, there is... All you hear all the elements of the genres there of new metal, of rap metal, alternative metal, rap rock, alternative rock. Rock. You hear all those blends all together perfectly on this record, and it is a really solid record. But uh, should we get into the track listing a little bit or no? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. Hold on. Uh, for those of you who are listening to this, you won't be able to see this, but let's talk about this for a second. So the original release had 12 songs, and they're all written by at least the band or a couple of the people involved as well. So we'll, we'll get into the track listing right here. Paper cut. One Step Closer, With You, Points of Authority, Crawling, Run Away, By Myself, In the End, A Place for My Head, Forgotten, Cure for the Itch, and Pushing Me Away. What are some takeaways for you guys? Kyle, let's start with you. Yeah. So, where to start? So, I'll start with my top songs. I'll, I'll start there. Uh, no particular order, just the ones that really stand out to me the most paper cut uh, one step closer in the end and place for my head. I think place for my head is the one song that I think could have been a single if they wanted to do another one. Um, I really like that song. So as a common theme that we'll see going forward from here, a lot of my favorite aspects of Lincoln park, a lot of my favorite moments are Mike Shinoda's rapping. Uh, I find he adds a lot to, and he's, a big part of what makes them unique in a way because we yeah you had the other new metal acts that incorporated rapping a little bit like limp biscuit all you know all them but I, mike did it i think he was definitely the most technically skilled rapper doing it in the genre uh he mixes the sounds very well uh, i think he is really the driving force behind the band and so yeah that's going to be something we see a lot is his impact in the songs, like especially I think it shines the most on this album in a place for my head. Now, I'm going to go into parts of it that I don't like as much because we touched on a lot of positives. This album was perfect for, you know, getting it when you're younger, getting into music. It's very angsty. It's very aggressive to the point a lot of the songs 
I find myself nowadays not being able to relate to, uh, specifically crawling. Crawling now, going back to it, revisiting it, yeah, it's catchy. But going back to it, I'm more like cringing at the lyrics a little bit. They're a little too angsty and emo for me. But I do think in, and they did this shortly before Chester's death, they would play it as a piano ballad live. And I think that it really put a fresh take on it. And to me, that's the version I go to more now. But I mean, other than that, it's great. Like I said, some of it does feel a bit dated. Specifically for me, the three like low points of the album, which I'm saying low points, but they're by any standards, they're a good song. Like it's, it's only a low point in terms of what I expect from Lincoln Park and just sonically in terms of production. Uh, With You never really did much for me. Forgotten. It, it, it's Forgotten starts off very good. starts off very aggressive. I feel like a lot of it just kind of gets forgettable. And Runaway is probably my least favorite. Other than that, like I said, any other band would be... <laughs> lucky to put out a song that good but in terms of what i gotta you know i gotta pick out some songs i don't like as much and that's what i would go with mike what do you got so it's what i love about this album is it doesn't have too many um uh other kinds of uh theatrical elements it's it's just straightforward like you know just in your face like Here's the here's the rhythm. Here's the the beat. Here's the the riff, and just it's just unapologetic. And like uh, I agree with Kyle, like it's it's youthful to uh, almost to a fault that it kind of is making a statement, even if that statement is angsty and kind of cringy. Um, and it doesn't apologize. It doesn't need to impress you with any kind of. Um, uh, you know, hey, we're trying to be older than we appear or like more diverse than we appear. It was just a straightforward. A lot of the songs have a similar kind of um, uh, sound and, and, and aggression, you know, and um, like, I, you know, like you don't hear too many songs with like the in the end kind of uh, um, style. You don't hear too many songs with the one step closer. You're like a lot of the songs like have a their own kind they all have their own kind of sound and um you know they're straightforward just kind of here's here's you know in your face and it's i'm kind of opposite of kyle i actually growing up and still to this day i like the songs that that blended mike shinona's rapping with the with the with the metal and found a kind of a comfort kind of like uh agreement when one of them fell out of place well I guess uh, I'm lying here. I always, I always favor the rock and metal um, taking the, the reins. But when I felt they were the most like themselves, when they fa- when they found that perfect um, balance. If they did all the metal and then the harder stuff, they wouldn't be Lincoln Park anymore. They'd just be trying to kind of like imitate some of the sounds coming from their the bands that they've kind of uh, grew up listening to, and were trying to kind of. Uh, draw some influence from so it was like a, a perfect unity of of that rapping style and the turntables and the stuff that they were doing in this kind of um, genre with uh the 
metal and the new metal and the rap rock um, kind of side. So, um, yeah, I just, I mean, in the end, it's such a great song still to this day. Um, I can listen to that and, and remember how many good times I had listening to that. And no matter where I was, um, some of the most catchy, you know, kinds of um, points of the album. Um, uh, some of the Latin, the ending songs really, I'll be honest with you, I don't even remember growing up and um, not that they were bad. It was just when you, as a kid growing up, I'd play the first, you know, like five or six, seven songs. And then everything else, I would just beat those songs to death and everything else would just kind of, um, uh, it would give me the feeling of like uh, that the, the band um, showcased their what's to come, some of their the kind of uh, sounds that we're bringing. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, Once Up Closer is one of my favorite songs. Um, somewhere in there is in the end um, uh, of their entire discography. And um, just, yeah, just they had, they, they were they were definitely drawing some influences and, and creating an original sound um, that they were kind of leading towards uh, in the upcoming albums. So the thing for me is that like, when I look at this track listing, I, I agree with, I'm, I don't want to repeat too much because we're pretty much all on the same page here. But as far as like, like the, the singles that got released, I tend to go back. If I were to go back to, if I were to go back to any of them, I would say I go back to the singles that got released. I also throw Runaway in there as well, personally. Like, like the like Mike said, the first seven or eight songs are just killer. They're really, really, really great. Um, as far as the tracks nine, ten, eleven, and twelve, they're re- they're still really, really, really good. But they just get like, kind of like what Mike said. They kind of get forgotten about. Hot, huh? just I'm not trying to rip off track ten, but they they forgot they get <laughs> forgotten about because the other tracks are just that good. And that's the way I feel about this this record. Truth be so, like the, the first when I was listening to it for the first time through a uh, day or two ago because I finished listening to it today. Um, the, the first like seven or eight songs are killer, which are they're really really awesome. The but when I look back at but when I when I flash back to when I was listening to the other day to, to get ready for our stream today, you know, for the tracks nine through twelve, I don't really they don't resonate as much as they used as much as like I thought they would. You know what I mean? Because I'm listening to the whole album. I think oh, I want to remember this track or that track or this track. But it for me personally, they the the first eight tracks are awesome, and and that's not a slur to tracks nine through twelve. Like I said, but the, these are just all around incredible songs, and it shows. How good this was released 22 years ago. It still holds up today as far as production goes. In my eyes, production and quality goes. Um, but the question is this is Mike's first time doing this too. Where does this rank on your Lincoln Park list? Kyle, what do you got? This one it sits at number three for me. Oh my God! Number three. <laughs> okay. Yep. I'm over here. I'm over here waving them off. I'm like, oh, yeah. I have a flare in my I, hands, like I, Jurassic I, Park, I, the dinosaurs. I gotta coming. put it at number three. It's such a good debut album, but I think that there's things that they've done it after this that I think just beat it out a little bit more for that, you know, number one or two spot. Uh, like I said, some of it just kind of does sound a little dated. And I, I agree with what Mike said uh, too, where it's definitely youthful to a fault at points. Just because as as I've gotten older, I've just started to drift more away from this album and more into their more mature works. Uh, so yeah, I got to put it at number three. Mike, 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 what do you got? 
It's my number two album right here, man. This is wow. uh, definitely the, the nostalgic, uh, um, the nostalgic uh, qualities of it, the roughness of it, the, um, you know, the rough and the it's good roughness, like straightforward, like pound you in the face songs, but then it's got its, uh, you know, um, maturity side, you know, it's got its, uh, the, the best of both worlds. Um, you know, I definitely feel like, uh, uh, it, it is, is one of those kinds of albums that I feel like, uh, um, I can't put at the complete top because, um, like Kyle said, it's kind of the establishment of who they were. And there's some stuff that, um, they did later on that I felt like was a better blend rather than just kind of like the one note they were striking um, with some of the other songs, obviously to the, to the gems that kind of shine out here. So like, you know, the ones that shine out where they have a perfect blending of everything, it's like uh, unique. Like in the end, I feel like it's like one of those kind of songs where you're like, Hmm, this song almost could have ended up on the next album. Uh, um, Like it almost feels like um, it was, it was the perfect balance of what their sound was um, heading towards and uh you know and that's kind of an interesting thing we can take that kind of song and move it from another album and say wow this almost feels like something that they were heading towards um so yeah it's definitely sitting on that second area um for me um and uh yeah just the good things to come sure so for me personally i have it at number one for a few reasons Number one, because if I were to go back to any of the albums as a whole, I would go back to this one personally. That's me. Maybe that's my inner youth coming out and saying, oh, just go back to your nostalgia. I don't know, whatever, right? But I knew his background was telling us something. <laughs> exactly, Mike. Exactly. That is 100% why I chose this as my number one. No, but um, honestly, like there's something about, there's something about debut albums in general that I like and like whether it be like we talked about Appet- we talked about Appetite for Destruction for a sec or even Van Halen's debut we talked about for a sec too at one point Colin and I did but um there's something about to me personally when a when an artist comes out and they establish who they are with that first record like whether it be the 10 songs the nine songs the 12 songs that really define who they are and take you on a journey through the listener's life and, and their lives as well. So for me personally, that is my number one hybrid theory is my number one for many reasons more, but we have only so much time to get to the rest of the albums <laughs> too, but let's jump over. So that is so, so far. So good. Let's jump over to their next album in, in 2000. Was it three? I believe. Is that right? 2003. Yep. All right. Is it, is it called Meteor? Meteora. Meteora. Yeah. Meteora. Okay. I wasn't sure. Meteora. I'm going to like Kyle explain this one because I'm not super as familiar with this, but I'm like, Kyle, do it. Go ahead. So here's where my unpopular opinions really start to, to take shape. Uh, this is a by far fan favorite album. Uh, so a lot of people even put it above hybrid theory. Uh, it's going to spoil it a little bit now. I am not one of those people. Mm-hmm. I talked about hybrid theory sounding a little slightly dated. To me, this album sounds the most dated of all their work. It is, again, not to repeat what Mike said before, but I kind of have to in this case. It is like emotional, almost to a fault. It is a pretty dark album in a lot of spots, which is on its own, not bad. I just think that it, grounded itself so much in that early 2000s like 
more emo angsty sound that it just kind of got stuck there i don't really go back to it all that much now i will say it has some of my favorite lincoln park songs of all time on it but also some of my least favorite where that's where as an album as a whole it drags it down for me because i'm like man songs like faint and like numb breaking the habit again great selection of singles and some of the other songs are excellent too but they have like some just top tier quality songs on here and then just a lot of filler that i really could do without and uh you know it's something that i see a lot on bands on their you know second album but as far as second albums go they didn't drop the ball it's still it's still a good album it's still you know very good but to me it just comes off as a little bit dated uh again for me mike's rapping is the the high point on this one this one definitely does lean a little more into the rap stuff in certain parts than hybrid theory did it's a little more i don't want to say it's more new metal but it definitely has more there are less like hard rock elements than hybrid theory does mike what do you got yeah 100 i agree with that yeah more rap uh stuff going on with it more um less a little the rock has been toned down um you know they have a lot more of the kind of samples kind of like um uh keyboard kind of intros that they've become uh known for almost like in the end would have that keyboard kind of in, in beginning it turned digital in this album it's, it felt it feels like a little more like they're trying to express a modern um you know kind of sound on this that uh is it's kind of leaning over to that rap side uh, more so. I mean, Somewhere I Belong is one of my favorite album, uh, songs of all time from them. It's like right there in like the, the second song under Somewhere. Um, uh, one, oh, one last, uh, wow, just lost the name of that. One, was it One Last Chance? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, so yeah. much for your favorite uh, song. Yeah, right. I know. Uh, now, I never cared about the title. I cared about the um yeah but uh like you know yeah i definitely felt um actually breaking the habits one of my least favorite songs from this album um because it feels very like it just runs this track i always hated songs that repeat the same chorus over and over again almost like hey okay we're wrapping up the song so we're gonna keep repeating the same lines and then you know it, it felt very artificial um to me um so like but overall like uh good album uh, definitely, uh, it's got some uh, more, uh, yeah, like you say, more rap stuff, which I was never a huge on, but it also, uh, it's got some catchiness to it, and uh, I definitely am liking it, just not as, you know, not as much as the previous album. Yeah, for me personally, I mean, coming off of the tremendous success, truthfully, of their first album, you would think, oh, let's, I mean, for some people, like, some people would say, like, let's make Let's some artists I feel like would do like let's just remake the same album, the debut album with the second album, and let's call it something else. But I feel like Lincoln Park did sort of, but sort of did not do that with this album. Like sound wise, I was again listening to it yesterday to prep for today, and I was like, you know, this it's similar to the day the first album for sure. But I will say, I agree with both of you guys. We're, we're, we're on the same page pretty much. Like the rapping is a little bit more. There's a little bit more 
Um, it's more rapping. Numb. I we got to bring up Numb, of course. Numb is a phenomenal song in general. I mean, it is. I mean, didn't Jay Z like did do something with this at one point? They did a EP collision course that was uh, not remixes per se, but just different versions, like mashup versions of Jay Z and Lincoln Park songs. It's okay. very good if you haven't checked it out. Uh, I actually do. A lot of the songs that were used for Meteora, a lot of them I actually ended up preferring the ones that were on Collision Course. That was a fantastic EP. Okay. No, I, I, cause I remember I, it says Jay Z right here. I was like, wait a second. I forgot that he did numb and encore. <laughs> I just, yeah. I've been listening to it in a long time, but yeah. So, um, but yeah. But like some of the singles released, I mean, Somewhere I Belong, Faint, Numb from the Inside, Breaking the Habit. I mean, these are all, I mean, just really in, just all around great sounding songs too. Personally, um, because like my childhood was not as like Phil Lincoln Park as you guys were per se, but go, but like as a diving into their discography for this stream, I felt really like going into this one, I was like, you know, it does sound kind of similar to the first one, but it, it does do things a little bit differently. Like, like Mike said, there's a little bit more rapping. You know, it, 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 is it it's equivalent to the first one? We'll have to wait and see, of course. But like, I think it's it as a second album. It, it does hold up very well. Also, and, and I'm just reading off right here. It says it's the eighth best-selling album of the 21st century, which is crazy to me, but that's that's awesome at the same yeah, time. And just to like mention, it's um, so this is just my personal thing. I was always a, less of a fan of the digital um, remix, the, 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 the industrial side of, um, of new metal, and I liked more of the raw kind of... Uh, just rock and you know whatever else and you notice it says it's following a reanimation collection of album featured remixes of their songs from hybrid theory as i was a kid growing up we had a kind of uh, we were like oh no please don't see them head towards a certain direction which takes away from the rock heaviness and brings it to a more of a rap beats style so this is my personal opinion we we could see that the direction they were heading by them releasing that album and we were kind of cringing to like what the next album was going to have and although it did feel a little more uh remix uh kind of digital um kind of influenced on it it wasn't so much that i felt all is lost but i also was kind of like Ugh, like oh no like things are changing and like once again I'm, I'm a person who doesn't like too much change i like gradual change rather than like um zero to 60 you know in, in two seconds so um you know like there's nothing wrong with gradual change but like a just complete utter uh uh switch over kind of um leaves you uh, left in the dust uh with kind of um the identity you feel the band is um has and that you have in your mind of them so yeah it'd be kind of shocking but they did a good job here you know yeah i agree pretty much everything mike just said i would echo completely <laughs> <laughs> um but the let's them down the track listing as well before we get to our ranking of what um what exactly will rank this as but um forward as an instrumental don't stay somewhere I belong lying from you hit the floor easier to run faint Figure 0.09, breaking the habit from inside. Nobody's listening. Session is just an instrumental and numb as the last song on the record. 
What's our take and what are some standouts? Kyle, you want to go first? Yeah, my standouts are, again, especially in the early days, they did a great job picking singles. Uh, Faint has always been a top-tier Linkin Park song for me. Um, excellent job blending, like the rapping and the uh, singing and the rock style on that one. Uh, Breaking the Habit, I re- I've always really liked that one. Uh, Numb, it's... You know what? I will say in recent years, Numb has gotten a little bit overplayed to the point where I do end up skipping it a lot, but there's no there's no debate. It's an incredible song. Uh, it, it very well written, lyrically, very deep, uh, meaningful. It's great. Uh, but the underappreciated one for me is Hit the Floor. I love Hit the Floor. Uh, you know, I like I love Mike's rapping, but that one is it's just so aggressive in like that rap way. It's, it's aggressive without having to be like a straight up rock song, which I really enjoy. Uh, and then the standouts in the opposite end that really don't do much for me. Uh, easier to run. It's just kind of like filler to me. I, I don't know. Never did much. Same thing. Figure nine. It's just kind of there. And then uh, arguably my least favorite Linkin Park song of all time. It's definitely right. up there. If it's not, nobody, <laughs> nobody's listening. I okay. really, really do not like nobody's listening. It, there's something about the sound of it that just really is jarring. I, I, the instrumental with how he sings over it too, I, it just really throws me out of the album. And like you guys kind of said with Hybrid Theory, I think I feel this way about pretty much all their albums is that they always start off super strong and then the last like quarter of the album is always like there's a lot of stuff in there I don't, I don't really think is as good i mean ending it on numb is great but it just kind of i wouldn't say it falls apart but it's definitely uh definitely front loaded and i feel like they do that with a lot of their albums mike standout tracks yeah i thought you were going to say somewhere i belong was your least favorite Okay, cool. I was just like, don't say it, Kyle. Don't do it. Don't do this to me. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I agree 100%. Kind of the same thing. Um, you know, it definitely, it definitely, Numb is, is one of those songs that, uh, as much as I loved it, um, and it's still a great song, it's just, uh, yeah, that it replayed and replayed and replayed and um, uh, kind of, uh, you know. Um, I was not a fan of the Jay-Z remix album. I mean, yeah, once again, speaking from the older head of the group, uh, I was always kind of like, um, I like the idea of rap and rock. I just never liked um, the, uh, you know, remix, I guess you could say. I've always hated remix of songs. Um, I've always just wanted to hear the song more than I wanted to hear the remix, um, um, especially if it's towards rap so um but um yeah i mean like um yeah uh don't uh, don't stay it's just a, a freaking um it just reminds you that they're here to they're not playing they're not they're not playing around they're not uh coming in light um and then you know you got somewhere belong obviously amazing um you know yeah faint great um breaking the habit once i said uh, those songs i like feels a little too um uh you know one two three one two three and then finish, but it's like it's still uh, a decent song for an album that you wouldn't expect to have so many um, memorable songs in it. And then, uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, 
great song continuation, but a little more elements in it that I think started to kind of sit a little off with me. Um, you know, not feeling as much uh, like I, uh, I'm afraid of the direction that they're going to be heading. <laughs> I guess you could say. So. Yeah. I mean, for me, some standout tracks personally, um, I would say somewhere I belong uh, faint, of course, numb um, is a given. I mean, y- yes, it's been played a lot. As Kyle mentioned, I, I will say, uh, but I haven't listened to it enough to the point where I'm like, I got tired of it. But, I, but if I were to go back to it, I would, I have no problem going back to numb. It's just, it still sounds great to this day. Um, Yo, Kyle, what's up? <laughs> so, sorry about that. I disconnected for a second there. What's going on? Um, oh, I thought no, no, your mom but, came um, in. No, 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 of course. But um, no, but uh, somewhere I belong, faint. Um, breaking habit, I actually really like. Uh, and numb, of course, as I was saying, those are the, probably my standout tracks for me personally. But the question is, where does this rank for your Lincoln Park albums? Kyle, what do you got? All right, so this one could get me into some trouble. Uh, <laughs> this is last. Apparently, he left. He's like, "Yeah, dude, it's he so much trouble." Uh, <laughs> he didn't even want to hear it. He's just like, "Look, is, I'm done." Uh, but no, uh, in all seriousness, this is number seven. This is last for me. Oh my god! Um, wow. Yeah. Again, like I said earlier, they every Lincoln Park album is a good album. There's any band would be lucky to release something of this quality. It's just that they've had things after this that I feel like really push them forward. And uh, this one just, while it was different, felt like a little bit more of the same as hybrid theory to me and uh, not as, not as good, but, and it does have a lot of that industrial quality to it that I feel like didn't age that well, looking back on it like 19 years later. Mike, what do you got? Yeah, this is my number three. I'm a little basic, uh, basic boy here, but I uh, definitely, um, you know, growing up listening to them, this uh, I can remember where I was and what I was doing when I was listening to this album, which I told you I hate nostalgia. It's a, it's a jerk, but uh, um, definitely, uh, it definitely doesn't sit as good. So I'm going to put it down at three below hybrid theory at number two, but uh, definitely carries on some of the, um, the feels, the, uh, the, the kind of the, the identity that I think um, Lincoln park kind of in my mind um, continues to be represented by, which is interesting because you guys are a lot younger. So your identity of, well, Kyle, I think coming from a, a longtime fan has an identity of where he sees Lincoln park and he might, look at these old albums and say that was Lincoln Park this is Lincoln Park for me that is Lincoln Park and what they are today was them which is strange because they are who they are now but to me it's who they it's who they were because in my eyes that moment was frozen in time it was the way I was always going to remember them no matter what they played today and I think that's kind of I lo- that's what I love about having people of different ages, different um, places in their career, different understandings. Because like um, we all have a frozen image of what we see something as, and yeah, um, I definitely put it at three. Not as good as hybrid theory, but yeah. 
Yeah. So for me personally, I mean, coming off of the success of hybrid theory, coming off of like an album that went on to achieve multi-platinum status and still has many great hit singles on it as well. This is my number two. Okay. That for me personally, because I mean, as, as, as I'm going to reiterate this the whole time we're doing this, but going into this entire, because I'm not outside of like their earlier, like 2002 and three stuff. I'm not super familiar with them in general, but going into it and diving into their other, other albums was really a, a, a journey, for lack of a better word. Right. And um, and enjoying a lot of it. So, but, but this is my number two because this this just I think mainly because Numb kind of tipped it that way because like it's just oh it's that song I remember that song from when I was really little I had like those nostalgia feelings and whatnot. But like this is my number two. But me, me personally, this is my number two. But that is where I am with Lincoln Park. So are we all set to talk about what's the next one? That's well, minutes. Yeah, what is it called? Yep, minutes to midnight. Minutes to midnight from. 2007. Kyle, you want to you want to share your thoughts on this? Or, 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 or do you want to let Mike do it first? I can go. Um, so this is the beginning of what I refer to as the Transformers era of Lincoln Park, <laughs> where they just started getting in every Transformers soundtrack. Yes. Uh, but that aside, uh, this where this is interesting to me because where meteora really leaned into the more industrial like rap aspects of hybrid theory this was just like outside of two songs we're not rapping anymore this is it's a rock album it's an alternative rock album it's not even new metal there's no outside of the song given up there's really no metal in this it's just an alternative rock album and to me this is where lincoln park starts to get interesting i'll say like i mean that in a good way where they started to be like you know what no we're we're gonna make the music we want to make it may not be what people want from us but we're gonna write it and we're gonna release it which i always respect people when they do that and i i think it worked i think it has a lot of great songs on here um so i mean that's pretty much where i am it's just big change in sound from meteora and hybrid theory for that matter. But um, at the time, I remember it being not the most well-received by fans. And I think that does come back to the fact that outside of Bleed It Out and uh, Hands Held High, there's really no rap on here. It's just straight up alternative rock, but not even metal. Mike, 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 what do you got? Yeah. Um... I love this album. <laughs> um, it really felt like it definitely, I definitely 100% agree with Kyle. It uh, definitely felt like they had taken a mature kind of direction. It felt much more safer, like radio friendly at times, you know, like they had some of these songs that I would hear on the radio and I'd be like, what? That's Lincoln Park. Like I would, I, I, you know, the old me would have been appalled and outraged. That, like a band could um kind of pull off these like very kind of quiet you know like um uh you know what i forget the song is if you could go to the track list i know i'm breaking a rule of uh revealing the track listing but gotta do it anyway. it's okay gosh dang it you can uh, cheat this time yeah um uh it was a shadow of the day you know i think it was and um uh it definitely had 
a maturity direction where it was like um, appealing to kind of uh, different sides. Um, as Kyle kind of said, um, uh, with the less rapping, which I was completely okay with, but also like in a lot of ways um, made you forget you were listening to Linkin Park to some degree and uh, some of the elements of Linkin Park were missing, which I'll be honest with you, when you're, when you're coming at it from my point of view, it feels a, a refreshing because um, someone who hasn't been listening to Linkin Park as long as I have for as many years as I have um, might be like, yeah, I'm waiting for the next album. It sounds like Linkin Park's usual thing. But when I heard those two albums uh, so much that to hear something uh, a little less of the same and kind of opened up a fresh direction, it was um, uh, uh, definitely, a, uh, it was, uh, I was very upset back in the day, but today I'm very appreciative of uh, of the change. And um, uh, Mike Shinoda had his own solo project take off here, the Fort Minor project, yeah. which means he was getting his uh, rap kind of, uh, I, I would say he's, you know, in, in a way the band might have actually said, hey, how about you like bring that over to your own thing? And we bring a little bit less of that influence here on this record and we'll see how it goes. You know, maybe this isn't true at all. This could be completely conjecture, you know, like, uh, you know, um, maybe just kind of assuming, but um, I definitely feel uh, this, they were trying to take a kind of a change in direction uh, to some of the degree uh, for this album. So, I mean, yeah, uh, but I absolutely love this album. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just want to echo one of the things you said there, because it's very true at the time, you know, me growing up with Lincoln Park being having them be such a big band, you know, from the time I was like five years old with hybrid theory onwards. I was not a fan of this album when it first came out. Um, I didn't appreciate it then. It's definitely a more more mature sound. And uh, yeah, looking back on it like years later it wasn't until years later that i really went back listened to it i was like wow this album is way better than i gave it credit for like it and that's what i felt you all see this moving forward with some of the other albums here but that's how i felt with a lot of their like mid career albums as well whereas i didn't at the time i was like oh what happened to them i want hybrid theory and meteora again and it wasn't until years later that i was like oh this is they just matured as people and now that i'm also mature as a person like i much prefer like this over you know what i think would have happened if they just tried to remake the same album a third time yeah for me i mean going into this album in general i was because i got uh, this is where my my generally speaking knowledge of lincoln park kind of like petered off i mean when i was really young i mean 2007 i was only nine years old it was a long time i mean i, I was born in 1998 so I was, I was just getting close to 10. And I, truth be told, I do not kill me. But I don't remember when this album came out because I was like nine. <laughs> but um, but I will say, go, listening to it for the first time through recently, what a different pace completely, as you both keep mentioning. What, there's, there's no, like, there's not too much metal. There's more like, it is an alternative rock album for sure. Um, Kyle was right. I, I forget what song it was, but it was in the Transformers movies. I forget which one it was. Um, but what uh what's what it was what i've done was in the first one oh, okay what did you do uh, oh you're saying it's a song <laughs> <laughs> wait what what are you talking about um no no but um i going just listening to this album all the way through and we're going to the track listing in one second but going through this album 
what you're right it is a different style it is a different type of you know feel as well from like a, a, from their first two records but at the same time it also is i'm saying it's longer too i mean the first one was like what like an app probably like what 35 39 minutes this one's 43 minutes long too um it's, it's 12 songs as well we'll get to the track listing too but just a different sound i liked it overall because i had not listened to it i didn't i don't remember the singles i was very young i don't really remember a lot of it when i when it first came out but what I, I did like what I hear as of now, because it was something a little bit different from what we with the first two records were with Numb and in the end. And I did I did like that new take. I mean, I mean, Kyle, you were you were in a different place in your life than I was when I was in that time as well. But because um, I, I I was I wasn't living through it at the time. But I will say that this. I did like this record quite a bit, actually. And we'll get so that's just my overall take on minutes to minute we'll get to the track listing right now shall we um it's funny all the lyrics were written by chester Bing, bennington and mike shinoda i hope that's how i say his name right yeah shinoda okay yep. but all the music's composed by lincoln park this so whereas the first two records where it was just all the music and lyrics were composed by lincoln park and written by lincoln park this is the first one we see chester Bing, bennington and mike shinoda shinoda like really you know start writing all the lyrics but just by two guys not the whole band which i thought was pretty interesting but like what's uh what are some standout tracks for you personally kyle from minutes to midnight so yeah i just want to say first that i feel like this is the album that chester really came into his own and really showed how just how good of a vocalist he was uh the first two albums don't get me wrong he did an outstanding job on those two but really just the range that he showed on this album, phenomenal. Um, and, you know, contrary to like popular belief, what people think, Mike Shinoda wrote most of the lyrics for Linkin Park. A lot of people think like Chester wrote them, which he, he did have a hand in writing a lot of them as well. But Mike was really the driving lyricist behind the band. Um, standout tracks to me, uh, Leave Out All the Rest is, might be, Definitely top three, might even be my number one Lincoln Park song of all time. I love the song. It's lyrically, I, I think, one of their best. Uh, Hands Held High, I really like that one. It's the, one of the two raps on the album. And uh, I enjoy, it's very passionate. Uh, you know, it's political, like anti-war song, like you know, things that were going on at the time. What I've done, I actually really like. For a while when it first came out, I was so sick of the song because it was all over the radio. You couldn't get away from it. Looking back on it now, I like it a lot. Uh, Bleed It Out is great. Um, Again, that's really, Bleed It Out is probably the one song on this that's like, oh, that's the classic Linkin Park sound. But maybe my, probably the, song that stands out the most to me is given up that that scream that he does in given up is i don't want to say it's objectively the best or anything but it is my favorite scream ever in a rock or metal song just the amount of just like passion behind that scream and just the how long he's able to hold it out for everything about it, it it's perfect it's great 
I also really like Valentine's Day a lot. Uh, I, it's definitely not the like, actual day. Uh, the album. Oh, the song. The okay. day is lame. Uh, Hashtag all the women out there. Kyle's taken. Sorry. But I, I will say the album does fall apart for me a bit after the second half. After Hands Held High, it, the, specifically the last three songs I never listened to. In Between and Pieces and The Little Things Give You Away, I, they just don't do anything for me. I honestly could stop at Valentine's Day and the album would be pretty much the same for me. Mike, what do you got? Yeah, man, I just, uh, there's so many uh, tracks that, um, as I grew up, uh, you know, and I kind of stopped listening to Linkin Park, this was one of those albums I completely wrote off. Um, I kind of was in that, like, that I'm going into, like, much more uh, extreme areas with my musical kind of repertoire you know like that's not them anymore they've changed they're just a radio band now you know what i've become is you know or what i've done obviously um is to come like that uh you know the the thing that we want didn't want lincoln park to kind of head towards and that's just kind of like you know find themselves on home depot radio hashtag home depot radio i love that song but I would listen to it <laughs> and I love what I've done, you know, later on down the road. Uh, like I literally would hear that song and um, that of the lyrics just like, like kind of pump me up and uh, you know, um, just, yeah, bleed it out, giving up is, I mean, the, he- the, the breakdown in that almost feels like they're, they're almost like Kyle was saying, like bringing them back to like the quintessential kind of like Lincoln park, like, um, uh, uh, sound and a little heavy. I mean, it could be just a mosh pit song, you know, and that when that drop happens in the beginning just makes me want to, you know, jump out there and uh, be at a concert listening to them. And um, I mean, so many good songs in a row. Uh, Leave it all the rest. A you know, great song. Um, you know, Shadow of the Day. Even even Shadow of the Day is kind of one of those songs that I would um, normally hate, but it, you know, if you're driving along and you're listening to this album, it gives you a nice, calm, peaceful feeling. It's it's not necessarily okay. So leave out uh, uh, shadow of the day is going to be there, and then the next song is going to be like a similar song to that, and then the next song is similar. It's the it's the quiet song that brings you down, and then they bring you back up, and it kind of takes you for that ride. And like Kyle was saying, the last three songs, uh, I don't know if it's Kyle or if it was JT that said that. Um, probably Kyle. It's, yeah, I take early they're, they're not bad they're not they don't add anything but they don't take away anything um not gonna remember them but they're definitely not gonna leave a sour taste in my mouth so um yeah just uh i love the lack of rapping on this album i love the direction that they kind of took here um uh you know so yeah just uh definitely uh i know for me all around good stuff mike um i gotta say the the standout tracks for me personally, there's about there's three that really are really, really great. Uh, again, uh, again, I'm gonna say this every time we talk about an album tonight. Each, I'm I, I I was not familiar with Lincoln Park until uh, like as, as far as this album goes in the next couple until we started we said we agreed to do this and I gotta tell you this, the standout tracks for me are, are giving up, leave out all the rest, and what I've done. Just those three I could put into a a, a playlist. And listen to all day long. They are just they're that good. And the scream, Kyle, you're right. The scream though, and giving up, uh, undeniably incredible. That was awesome. Um, 
And obviously what I've done is, you know, it was, uh, I, 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 again, I, I was really young at the time, but I wasn't, I, I wasn't aware that it was on the radio that often. I guess I wasn't listening to it that often, I guess, but that's me. Um, but I did really like it quite a bit. And I'll leave it all the rest as well. I was, I, I was a standout track for me too, personally. But the question is, where, oh, where does Minutes to Midnight rank amongst your Linkin Park albums, Kyle? <laughs> So I, I put this one at number five. Okay. It's it's good. Uh, it does fall apart, like we mentioned in the the last like quarter of the album. It those ones are some of the most forgettable songs they've ever put out, in my opinion. Um, and it's definitely different. It's a great album, but I got to put it at number five. Mike, 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 Mike. I put it below seven because it's coming back to the top at number one <laughs> yeah number one for me it definitely uh like i said i love where lincoln park came from and i would never want to change that but i do enjoy this um songwriting wise and just um, catchy wise and just um like uh just being a lot less uh all over the place with like the feeling like um you know, in a lot of ways, I feel like when they write a song where it's like, okay, we have to have that that rap, that rock part, and then we have to have that rap part come in, and then we have to go back to that rock part, come back to that rock part, and then we close it, and then the next song goes the same thing. All right, we got to have that rap. And that, that's their sound. But, like, when they definitely don't, it doesn't feel, like, so, like, rinse, wash, repeat kind of feeling to it, like, where it's not just like, all right, here's the rap part, here's the rap part. It was just, like, the rapper element in it is almost over top of parts where Chester was kind of singing which is less like where it's like okay you do your part and I do my part it's like no you're kind of singing alongside me and we're both singing alongside the same parts whereas it's not just your time now my time then your time then my time which makes it feel much more mature blended um, so yeah I definitely put this at the number one and um, uh, definitely by this point I was loving the sound that they had brought and liking you know where they came to um Well, Kyle and I actually coincidentally swiped right as in another <laughs> show. We are both at number five on this one, my friend. Uh, for similar reasons that Kyle and I just Kyle said, Mike said, I don't want to reiterate too much, but it is my number five as well. I do like the direction they went, but it wasn't quite what um, Hybrid Theory and uh, the second album was either. So, but yeah, that's my number five. So, are we all set to go to the next one? Oh yeah. <laughs> Kyle is ready. Here we go. <laughs> a Thousand Sons, the 2010 release of from Lincoln Park. Kyle, what do you got? <laughs> um, Mike, do you want to take this one first? <laughs> yeah, let me be the villain. Yeah, as I said to you, here. as I said to you guys, there is a guy who will be a villain on this, uh, in this meeting, and it is going to be me because I, it's going to be me. So listen, I'm going to be the guy who's the villain and hate on things that I just feel completely violate my understanding and idea of what the park is. Now, like, I have two separate kind of um, respect zones. But um, I respect an art piece for doing what it does and having no apology, you know, apologies, no pressures by the world to say, Hey, do this, or we're not going to listen to you anymore. Um, 
So I feel like uh, this album definitely deviated much more than the previous releases from, you know, their original kind of sound to a more like, um, you know, like alternative, I guess you could call it. Um, uh, definitely felt uh, it had a message that it was trying to deliver. Um, that kind of, I felt maybe was more important than the music. Um, much more, um, you know, kinds of like, uh, I don't know say, just something that comes from an area of like much more, less rock, I guess, like more electronic uh, side. Um, yeah, this is my least favorite of, the, of their albums. I just gave away my rating automatically, but, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, <laughs> the villain is here, but um, yeah, uh, definitely. It definitely did not sit well with me. Um, uh, I lost a lot of, uh, you know, it, it hit my ADD hard when I've been listening to it. And and I'm like needing something to kind of bring me back. I couldn't find a lot of these songs to uh, um, find that. You know, I did have some, I did have some points of, uh, you know, I thought the Burning in the Skies was actually a pretty decent song. Um, it's one of the few that I could actually say um, kept me interested. Um, yeah, other than that, I don't have much to say about this album. It's just I did not enjoy it, and, um, and I appreciate it. I appreciate an album that stays true to a, a message and um, a vibe. But overall, um, uh, it, it was a little bit more than I expected from them uh, in, a, in, the, in the, the concept realm. And, you know, yeah, definitely didn't feel like Linkin Park, but another band kind of playing music. Yeah, similar. Take it away. <laughs> Kyle? I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> so I, I will say at the time and for years when this came out, I hated this album. <laughs> I thought it was awful outside of a small handful of songs. Again, like Minutes to Midnight, because Minutes to Midnight had already had me on like the track of uh, Lincoln Park's not really Lincoln Park anymore. Then they released this, which is very heavily like electronic influenced. And I was just like, what is this? Me, you know, being like high school aged Kyle was like, this isn't, this isn't rock. This isn't what I want. Uh, however, years later, I revisited it because my best friend loved this album. He's like, no, you got to give it another chance. He's like, he always loved it from the minute it came out. And I was like, you're crazy. So I tried it again. And I was like, dude, you're right. I love this thing. It is, I love concept albums. I think it's very well done. Uh, the sampling in it, especially like specifically when it comes to like speeches and stuff is great. I love the return to Mike rapping a lot of the songs. And uh, Mike does... Uh, he does a great job on it. Um, and I don't see them like clashing a lot in terms of the styles as much as I remembered when I was, you know, a kid, I was like, why it sounds all over the place, but then I don't really think that's the case. I mean, iridescent is a beautiful song. Um, but I mean, I'll talk about the songs when we come to the track list, but as an album, I looking back on it now, I love the experimentation in this. I think it really worked. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much my thoughts is I love this thing. I know that it is like the go-to 
one of the go-to punching bags for the band. But uh, I'll defend this one forever. I, I really enjoy this. Oh, God. We left it up to me. <laughs> Come oh, no. join me, JT. Join me on the dark side <laughs> or the light side, I should say. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Truthfully, <laughs> well, um, I, I'm, I must be the deciding factor here. This is really bad um, because I genuinely speaking, I liked what I heard. Truthfully, I over, if I were like to, would I go back to it again and again? Probably not. I do like the concept album feel of it. There are some nice there. It's, I, I like the concept of it in general. I do. I do I, Kyle and I are, are both the same age. I love concept albums. I think that so they're some of the best albums of all time are concept albums, truthfully. Um, but um, this one was like, just what a jump. But the first one, the, the, Sarah, the third album was 2007. This was 2010. Again, I was 11 or 12. I, I count math, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I think. But um. I don't remember it ever being on the radio. I don't remember anything about it. So I, I was going like completely blindfolded, like head head over, like feet into the deep end of the pool on this one. But I gotta tell you, I, I I overall I liked what I heard. Was it a different experience from Numb in the end? And when you're, you know, yes, completely different. But did I like it overall? Yeah, I liked what I heard overall. Now, would I say, hey Mike, would you want to hear this? No, <laughs> you know what I mean, like. But like, I I liked what I heard, and as a first time listener of this album from start to finish, it was actually really, I liked it overall. Truthfully, that's my best way I could put it, without going like too much into detail. Because I want to get into the track listing and stuff as well. But um, yeah, I overall I, I liked it. I, I definitely liked it. Um, let's go down to the track listing, shall we? Let's just read off the track listing to everyone here. So the tracks, all tracks are listened by by Lincoln Park, and track eleven was by written by Lincoln Park. And Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> he was on the turntables. He was on the yeah. turntables. <laughs> yeah, there is yeah. no doubt in my mind that you got MLK Jr. to be <laughs> on this record. He's secretly living on an island with uh, with uh, Elvis and Tupac over in, the, <laughs> yes. over in the Pacific somewhere. They're not dead, guys. They're just on an island. It's okay. Um, but let me read off the track listing, Charlie. So the Requiem, the Radiance. Is anybody saying that? Radiance? Uh, uh, whatever. Burning in the skies, empty spaces. When they come for me, robot boy. I'm gonna butcher this really bad. Horniana del Mar- Marudo. I think I butchered that. Just don't kill me, guys. Waiting for the end. Blackout. Wretches and kings. Wisdom, justice, and love. Thank you, Doctor King. Uh, Arisident. Fallout. The catalyst and the messenger. Who would like to go first on their favorite tracks? <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Oh, I honestly didn't have one. Uh, you, know, I, you know what? I'll be honest with you. Uh, uh, give it up to Martin Luther King for uh, uh, track 11. I personally feel like that is probably, I mean, I love the, the samples in this. I love the old wartime feel of the, the speeches. Um, I definitely feel like this would be a cool album to listen to. Like, passively like where it's you know you're not really paying attention to like um the songs or like what's sticking in your mind but it's just kind of like you know you're writing or you're doing something where you need some kind of like i wouldn't say background sound but i would definitely say uh something to uh um you know fill in some spaces there was some like jarring noises like pretentious kind of like yeah let's 
let's put like the sound of a printer, like, you know, like, like, and this is the problem with some of these albums is that I feel at this point, you know, Chester's doing his own album. Mike Shinoda's got his own thing. You know, you even have some other of the band members kind of doing their own thing. This album felt like an identity crisis. It felt like um, we don't really know where we're headed. We don't want to do the same thing we did on the previous albums, but we don't want to necessarily uh, do like um, a blending of like new Linkin Park with old and come up with a gun. We want to do something completely new that like uh, really sets us apart. And those albums can be dangerous because they tend to be a little um, like uh, they're so free that they, they fall, you know, uh, so flat that um, nobody remembers them or can relate to them. And, and that's where I feel like this album comes away with a lot of the old school and some of the new school, like Kyle can appreciate that um, complete freedom and change of direction. And I appreciate, I appreciate the freedom, but I also am not, it's not the memorable, like um, will it hang around for the, the rest of time and, and be uh, stuck in the, you know, kind of like the, pages of music like i feel like it's definitely gonna um its entire idea will what it was trying to say less its songs and their quality of once again blending the old blending the new and finding a happy medium between the two that doesn't alienate one side or alienate the other and i feel like it does the complete opposite it alienates one side and it it, it feeds the other side um, who want to hear something fresh and new from Lincoln Park. It could have been called anyone. It could have been from any band, not even Lincoln Park. It could have been just Chester Bennington's separate project or Mike Shinoda's. It could have been that. And I probably would have been like, okay, like this is a different sound that this, this new act is going for, but to be under the name Lincoln Park kind of is what really hurts it here. It leaves it trying to chase the tales of um, the past music and blending isn't there. It's, it's one lopsided. So, yeah, just overall, that's my general, you know, opinion on it. Kyle, you're up. Yeah. So, song wise, this has a lot of my favorite Lincoln Park songs. Just a lot of my top ten comes from this album. Uh, Wretches and Kings, absolutely love it. Um, Mike, you're talking about how it feels like a wartime album. Very much so. The speeches, it is insanely well done. How they incorporated those in there. Um, I will say in, when I went back and listened to it again, uh, end of last week, whenever it was leading up to this, it holds up remarkably well, especially in the current days where we're closer to nuclear apocalypse and we have been since like the 1960s. So, and with that, you know, with that fear on people's minds and everything still, it's, it holds up very well that it's considering us what the album's about now other songs uh when they come for me another all-time favorite of mine but iridescent is such a beautiful song incredible waiting for the end is amazing burning in the skies pretty much all the actual songs that are on here are top tier lincoln park where it does fall a little flat for me but it doesn't drag it down for me necessarily because i think it works in terms of what they were doing is a lot of the interludes are just kind of whatever like you're always going to skip when you go on spotify you throw lincoln park on shuffle 
you're going to skip past them. They, they work in the context of the concept album, not so much outside of it. Uh, I will also never defend though empty spaces as a track, why you would put 18 seconds of pretty much silence as a track on an album. Uh, I'll never get that thought process. That's stupid. Uh, and empty spaces, man. You don't understand it, the artistic it's, view. It's, it's artistic, yeah. <laughs> uh, songs, though, the only song I don't like on this is Blackout. I don't know what they were going for on that one. They tried to go for like an electronic, hardcore slash metal song. It didn't work for me. It's way too long. If it was like two minutes, I could kind of see what they were going for as maybe like a, oh, here's our hardcore electronic interlude type thing. But it's not. It's a four and a half minute song that really doesn't work for me. Other than that, I love what they were doing here. Uh, some of my all time favorites on this one. Well, again, I have to be the the deciding figure here, Christian. Someone who didn't like it, someone who really Mom, likes it. I got to be robot the middle boy, man here. Robot boy, clearly, <laughs> <laughs> Robot Boy is the best <laughs> Park song. Also, my nickname in high school. My nickname um, in high school happens to be Robot no. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, so, uh, some standout tracks for me personally, uh, burning in the skies, because uh, I'm, I'm trying to think back to what it was burning in the skies, uh, wretched and Kings. And also, uh, for some reason, number 14, the catalyst stood out to me. I don't know why it just did. Like it's just, it, it, it just, I was like, Oh, that's cool. Um, you're right though. Empty spaces. It just sounds like they were trying to fill 18 seconds of empty space, but um, bing. Anyways, that was a really good <laughs> joke, but, um, no, I'm, empty spaces is not my favorite song on the record. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, it's it's like the 18 seconds, man. It just made the whole record of like it satisfied that that everything to me. I think I that might be Mike's right. favorite song. Yeah, empty spaces. I was like, ah, my favorite part. <laughs> your your Wait, favorite part is over. empty spaces. Uh, it's 18 yeah. seconds of pure bliss. Pure bliss. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but the, those three for me: burning the burning the skies, uh, Russian kings, and the catalyst really stand out to me. As honor mention, I'd say iridescence. Uh, iris, iris. Iridescent. Iridescent. Oh, I thought you were having a stroke there, brother. Oh, I was gonna butcher it really badly. Like, like, <laughs> I was like, I literally have nine one. On my Hold phone, your breath. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Take it. Take a deep breath. No, no pressure. Yeah, we were um, worried about. It. Uh, no, but uh, but the, the, those four. So track 13, uh, 10, 12, and 14, which are those, those songs there. Um, but the question is, gentlemen, where does this rank amongst your Lincoln Park albums? Let's start with Mike. Believe it or not, this is number six for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, you think of what could get worse, but uh, I feel like you already know, Kyle. You already know where I'm know. headed for that. And that I do the have worst one. <laughs> I do have points for concepts. I do have points for beautiful, you know, like, so music is like, okay, here's my chorus. Here's my bridge. Here's my beginning. Here's my end. Some of these songs tend to kind of have like, um, you know, kind of a floating quality to them where they're not really, you know, they're being like a catchy quick song that has to stay within a certain amount of minutes and whatever. Um, so that being said, I have, put it down at six it it's uh it still has a place in the uh artistic side of things but less like for me uh you know like the straight up like okay here's my song and whatever so um yeah i also wanted to rename it a thousand skips 
which I told you guys in the in the <laughs> in the machine in the uh, message. You know, I, I I emailed the band. I haven't heard back yet. Um, so yeah, um, still waiting. Kyle, what do you got? <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> don't do it. I got this one at number two. Number two. Okay. Number two. Um, I think it could have been even better had they had more actual songs and the interludes are toned down a little bit, but I love it. I love concept albums. I love when artists try things like this. Uh, wish I appreciated it more, you know, when I was younger and when it was actually a, uh, like recent, which I think a lot of Lincoln park fans did the same thing. They absolutely hated it when it came out. And I see online as the years go by more and more people being like, Oh, this is actually a really cool album. And uh, I, I love that. I love that for artists. I love when they do things just out of left field like that. See, for me personally, it's at the bottom of, no, I'm just kidding. It's actually my number three. <laughs> oh. I actually really, I, you, yes. I, it's it's sort of, my mic's in shock over there. He's like, made me the villain, guys. Once again, way God. higher than I thought it would be. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I genuinely liked it a lot. I mean, were there things that, like the skips, uh, the, the skips, the interludes? Yeah, they kind of got me. But yes, I, I, I got I do, in your head. Damn it, Mike. It got in my head. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I genuinely, I actually really liked this album. I mean, for like an introduction to a different side of Linkin Park, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. That's my number three. <sighs> Gentlemen, are we ready to go to our next album, which is called Living Things from. What year? 2012? Thing. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's the yellow. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, that's the yellow, right? <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> what do you got? Who wants right. to start on this one? You want to start? Thanks. Right. This one. All right, sure. Oh, you want right. me to start it? Wait, yeah, whoever wants to Mike, yeah, go ahead. Sure. Why not? Why not? I actually really enjoyed this album, and I know you guys wouldn't expect this is a, a very different sound than. Lincoln Park is, but the songs were super catchy and crazy. I heard crazy things while listening to this. So now I'm coming at this from more mature Mike versus like back in the day, I would have just ripped this to shreds, man. I would be like, you screw this album. Uh, it's not Lincoln Park. Put Lincoln Park on. You know, that would have been me. But like hearing this song, it had very uh, catchy songs, very cool melodies, very um, song, like hooks that got stuck in your head. Um, and it just kept them flowing, like song after song after song. The songs were very um, memorable. And uh, I actually was um, very surprised by that. Um, I didn't really like the fact that it had kind of um, some of the like uh, beats and like the, uh, how to say it, keyboards kind of felt like very kind of um, hip hop feel to them, I guess you could say. Uh, but I really, you know, it really grew on me and um, it just uh, had, it had a lot of just uh, really good melodies. And I think that's what, you know what, you can take a song, you can take any music anywhere at any time and you can say, I don't like this because it has this kind of sound, but you cannot deny a song that touches you. And if you feel like it has a memorable quality to it and it kind of um, it makes you feel sad or it makes you feel happy. Those things can never go away. You can always have music um, be more modern sounding or more produced a certain way with different sound effects, but you cannot take away a certain essence of music that touches you, uh, you know, your, your 
soul. So um, that uh, that is something that this album brought to the table and had some great songs on it. Um, now, interesting, there is a song on this. Uh, if you could bring up that tra- track listing for me, I want to make note of um, is it Lies, Greed, and Misery uh, or Burn It Down? Um, one of them, Burn It Down, it must have been, it, it might have been, um, it literally sounded just like um, Up All Night to Get Lucky by um, uh, uh, Daft, Punk, Daft Punk, but yeah. came out before that song. Mm. I actually looked it up. Um, you know, the one that's like, uh, unfortunately, yeah. Oh, you didn't like that one. Oh, okay. Uh, only because All it right. got overplayed. Okay. Only because they got overplayed to death. Fair enough, but I was like, "Wow!" I always thought all these. So I, when I was working my other job, famous footwear hashtag famous footwear. Um, I literally was in there listening to music, and every single artist is copying off of, um, off up all night to get lucky. That the the same kind of uh, chords and the same kind of beat, and literally all of them were doing it. But you would imagine that like Lincoln Park would be the one who kind of before them, or you know kind of like literally probably influenced uh them to put out a song that sounds like a lincoln park song so kudos to them for that and uh you know and exactly what you're saying i didn't have this album to like beat into my head and and replay this this was a completely first uh um listening of this um as an assignment for this um recording and like uh everything i listened to was the first time and like yeah like um it, it's amazing how that can change your perception of something um the way the world around you beating it to you beating you senseless with it you go to the gas pump they're playing it in the gas pump like why is my gas pump playing me anything like i want to i want gas and i want to go why are you telling me to go and buy this new album like i want to I, I shouldn't be tra- being influenced by uh things of that manner and uh, it is, we live in a really the tragic world is uh, fawning for our attention at every single trying to get our money rather than letting us um, come, you know, willingly. So uh, unfortunately that's, you know, <laughs> we're wrapping. Yeah. I really enjoyed this album. Uh, lots of songs got stuck in my head, um, crossed the whole thing. It just, I don't feel like there was ever really a point where I was superly like um, disappointed besides a couple filler songs. And um, yeah, like it was, I enjoyed it. So. Kai, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Mike. It, it's a very catchy album. I I like this album a lot. It still has that experimental feel that A Thousand Suns had in a lot of places, but it's like they took the criticism that a lot of the fans had about that one, and they made that sound more like Linkin Park. Sound like more, in a way, more focused, like, all right, how can we take A Thousand Suns and, you know, the things that we did right on that album and try to make it more in line with what people want from us as a band and i think you know overall they did it very well i remember burn it down being on the radio very frequently at that time one thing i do like about this album a lot is in my opinion the pop music of the early 2010s like 2010 through 2015 the upbeat fun pop music some of the best of all time it's so good the, just the production on those songs, everything, the sounds used, everything was so good, fun, upbeat. They have a lot of that production on this album, a lot of those sounds, which I love. I 
do think that again, the last half of the album, maybe a little less than half, maybe last quarter, drops the ball again. But uh, the songs, they really, really front loaded this one. Like specifically this album, I feel like they front loaded with, all right, here's like five eight, like great songs. They're all going to get stuck in your head. And then here's like a couple others if you made it this far into the album. Um, but yeah, again, Mike's rapping tends to be a standout for me. Uh, not to say any of the other things are to be written off. Like Chester's vocals again on this one are great. They managed to put some, you know, emotional songs into the album as well. And I think it's very well done. Yeah, I mean, can we get a hell yeah? <laughs> like, <laughs> hell yeah. Like, generally speaking, I mean, this is, again, we have two more albums to talk about, but I'm going to say it again. This is an album that I truthfully, I, I didn't know was around. And I really, really liked what I heard in general. I mean, for the first time, ever listening to any of these songs it was just an awesome i mean it was still you could definitely tell it was 2012 and not 2003 if you know what i mean mm-hmm. like with that with that kind of feel but i mean it definitely like i, I was like what my first thought was why when i finished the album i was like why haven't i heard of this sooner <laughs> like because I, I was like damn why didn't i listen to this album when it came out back in 2012 i should have been a lincoln park og fan at this point you know like but it was overall really solid, really, really like burn it down. We'll, we'll get to the track in a second, but burn it down. The singles they released, I thought were pretty good. Uh, actually, really good, truthfully. And I, 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 did, I do agree with what Kyle said, how they took, they, I feel like they did take, they took the criticism with a thousand sons, or in Mike's case, a thousand skips. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, they took that criticism, criticism and said, all right, let's make something a little bit different, but let's follow in the same footsteps a little bit. And I do like the producer, Rick Rubin. He's a he's a very very famous producer. If you're not familiar with him, just Google him and look at the albums he's produced. He's really great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But let's get down to the track listing, shall we? Oh, just fantastic tracks. Um. I I agree with Kyle. I'm gonna read them off, but Kyle, like, yeah, you are correct. This is very front heavy, like the first six or so. Um. Lost in Echo, In My Remains, Burn It Down, Lies, Greed, Misery, I'll Be Gone, Castle of Glass, Victimized. Roads Untraveled, Skin to Bone, Until It Breaks, a one-minute instrumental called Tinfoil and Powerless. Um, so who wants to share their favorite tracks first? Mike, you want to go first? Yeah, I agree with Kyle. This is a front-loaded, lots of uh, um, very memorable tracks. Beginning, um, just a note, uh, something that Linkin Park kind of became synonymous with is, like I was saying before, is kind of feeling like the screaming need to find their identity, like... Um, going from like soft to like extremely loud screaming like yeah like and you'll see more of this in the hunting party uh this this very desperate need to define oneself by um kind of touching on multiple different styles of music maybe or even just um uh the aggression the like um the message of war like uh uh, down with like uh, kind of uh, oppression. Um, so victimized feels very much so like that uh, kind of just um, it feels a little pretentious. I like it, but uh, at times it feels a little cringy. Like yeah, like, I'm going to show you guys that we're we mean business and we're still like our old self by like putting a song that completely like uh, goes against all the songs on the album to just like really like uh, show you the we're. Uh, we've had enough and it's like 
can do that in a way not trying to like appear like your punk rock or your heavy metal you know what i mean in the middle of a of a calm sea you know it's like uh you know it definitely felt like uh very self-aware um but i mean other than that i mean it's like yeah the front load of this album is good and then as you go through the some of the ends they're not bad songs they're just uh um they're just kind of uh it's like the final wave goodbye to the uh to the to the just very beginning um memorable like memorable stuff that you're going to play over and over again and um kind of calm yourself down to the to a resting note um you know it's the track at the end i mean powerless is kind of a uh well like it might have been at you know the end of the album might have been a good place for it but um but yeah overall this just uh, very uh um ca- calculated in its um design to uh show the maturity of songwriting but yet throw some curveballs at you yeah god what do you got yeah, I mean, I pretty much echo the same thoughts on that one. But I will say, though, if the entire album maintained what was going on in those first about four songs, those first four songs are all incredible. Like that run of songs is great. If it maintained that all the way through, this could have easily been my number one. Yeah. But it didn't. <laughs> it really like I'll be gone is good. Castle of Glass is great. I really like Victimized, but after that, it just like Roads Untraveled is good. Could be better. Like it's just kind of forgettable. Skin to Bone is in my. I even wrote that down as well. Like my low points of the album. I really didn't like that one. Until it breaks is you know, it's good. It's there. Tin Foil I thought was pointless. They outside of their first album outside of uh cure for the itch on hybrid theory i've thought their instrumentals for the most part really served no purpose and they're just kind of there that's always been something about the band that drove me insane is their need to put instrumentals on there when they're not really interesting instrumentals for the most part Uh, and powerless is a good closer but i mean overall i mean burn it down was great in my remains, lost in the echo, like that run of songs again, are my top four on the album. The first four, it's I wish they kept that speed going throughout the whole thing, or maybe even if it spaced those out in the track list more. It just once you have an album that has such a strong start and then kind of just fizzles out, it's like oh man, it feels like it. It feels like a disappointment when you get to the end, even though there's some really good songs. Mike, 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 what do yeah, you got? Def- yeah, definitely. I feel like 100% I agree with everything. Uh, um, yeah, I definitely uh, enjoyed everything in the front and, and it's kind of a uh, middle to end. is kind of a little less memorable. And yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I pretty much agree. And uh, I like the mixture. Uh, you know, I feel like uh, I would have enjoyed a couple more songs on this album to kind of uh pull back into the old lincoln park uh sound um i think it might it might violate their um uh their journey to become the new band that they are today versus who they were um but i don't know i don't mind uh um, a little bit of a uh of an old 
kind of uh, demonstration of like um, where they came from and you know nothing the songs have blended you know well i can't feel too out of place you know and that's 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 on that's all bands struggles how can i um find out show who i was and who i am in in one uh, um showing without giving into one or the other um and i feel like a lot of them uh have no desire to show who they were because they've already done it enough just done with it and sometimes the fans aren't done with it um and that's that's the real question who matters more the artists and the fans and that's a question that we will not be able to answer at this current time frame so i'm gonna pass it off to jt and let him oh boy oh boy so we're all in agreement here the first by four or five songs even if you want to go as far as say six uh, it's a great first it's as it, if it's almost as if, if it came out on cd just ignore the second half like just, instead of flipping it over just just stand on one side you know what i mean hmm. um the first five tracks for me personally the first five are killer i mean but then when you get to like the when you get to, castle castle glasses are actually pretty good but like like we are our continuing conversation here is the last the second half of the album or the last like quarter of the album just doesn't about powerless is good but the rest of the album for the most part in lincoln park's case is what what i've seen so far as so with, with our conversations is that the last quarter of the album they just they don't, they don't necessarily fall apart but they just like have a lot of like some filler to an extent but they're still good songs though don't get me wrong but they're just not like they don't they don't catch you as much as the first five four or five songs on this record do but the question is, gentlemen, where does Living Things rank from ELO? Just kidding, Lincoln Park. <laughs> Number one. Where, where does it rank amongst your Lincoln Park albums? We're going to start with Mike on this one. This is tough because uh, the Hunting Party and Living Things, I felt, were for me almost uh, just neck and neck. Um, so, um, which I already kind of gave away my other rating, but I don't care because I don't play the rules. All right. I'm going with number four, just edged out uh, um, uh, the hunting party. So I'm going to put them at four living things. Uh, definitely uh, appreciate it. Um, it's got a little more, you know, touches your soul a little more uh, than um, some of the other kinds of, of vibes uh, from a current, their past albums and present albums. So yeah sitting there at number four kyle what do you got where are you at wow mike we have our first agreement yes kyle, digital four because i had to put it above minutes to midnight just because of how strong no. yeah just because <laughs> of how strong those initial like four to five you know four to six songs are that run is just so good yeah. um some of their best work, uh, in my opinion. I really liked this era of the band. So, yeah, I had to put it number four. I put oh, it number seven. Do- no, I'm just oh, kidding. No, no, no. Oh, I'm just kidding. You got number I four. got you guys so good for a split second. No, actually, you're going to think I'm crazy, gentlemen. All three of us swiped right in this case, is to quote our other show. We all put it number four. Yes. Nice. Let's go. Number four, four baby. Perfect middle ground Lincoln Park album. Fours for we, us. We all can agree <laughs> that this is our number four from ELO. I mean, Lincoln Park. I mean, Lincoln Park. Living, living thing, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. This is my number four as well for reasons we just mentioned and more. So, yeah, solid record overall. Wait. Are we ready to go to the last, second yeah. to last album? 
Let's yeah. do it. All righty. Let's talk about the hunting party. Uh, who wants to go first? Do you want to go first, Kyle? We'll let Michael yeah. last two times. Kyle, well, I'll go it. first on this one because to me, all right, I'm, I'm going to set the scene for 2014 when this album came out. Summertime. I was like, after living things, I was like, yeah, it was a really good album. Like, Linkin Park. It's great. I picked up Hunting Party, played it in a long car ride the day I got it. And I was like, damn, this is awesome. They're back to their, like, heavy sound is their heaviest album yet, which it is. It's definitely their heaviest album. With that said, looking back on it years later, it feels very much like a identity crisis, midlife crisis album where they were like, oh, well, how about we just do this for the fans that have been yelling at us to do this? And, you know, whatever, we could take it or leave it. It might not be. And honestly, I think their album following this proved to me that this might not have been exactly what they wanted to do, but they felt they had to do it. Now, with that said, there's some excellent songs on here. Like, I don't want to discount that at all. It's a very good album. It's a very strong album. I still really enjoy it. It also has features on it, which I am not too into that. Uh, the featured vocals for the chorus of All for Nothing really bring the, that song in particular down for me. Um, Tom Morello on it. It's just why I, I don't see the need for it. And oh, who else was on it? I remember who else Aaron was yeah i did enjoy that one but for me it's like that's not lincoln park that it's essentially a system of a down song it's essentially a system of a down song played by lincoln park with one member of system of a down and you know the guest rap on uh guilty all same is all right uh i would have preferred no guest you know features on it i have nothing against features but i feel like this like around that time frame is when features started to be like the thing to do and it's just gotten worse and worse and snowballed to where we are today where everyone has countless features on every album i don't think they were needed i feel like this album was just very very much a identity crisis midlife crisis period for the band where they're like oh well people don't like the electronic sounds let's just go back to just straight rock we're gonna make it the heaviest thing we've done and th that's that it's I don't know. Looking back on it, I still enjoy it a lot. The songs and the you know, songwriting is good. But it's just not really what I wanted from a late era Linkin Park album, I guess. All right, Mike. Yeah, I 100% agree. And it's funny. It's almost like it's everything you I mean, now you're talking to the guy who this should be number one. Yeah. his album yeah. it should be his number one album and that's what separates me from the gatekeeper heavy metal kind of like elitist out there who are like yeah it, it has uh crazy structure changes it's mm -hmm. punk rock it's new metal it's electronic it's rap it's um it's it's a band who wants to prove that they're uh, they transcend um, their uh, kind of previous releases in there um, and that they're and they're doing exactly what you just spoke about, blending all kinds of different styles that they've previously touched on together in one big milkshake. And it's like, drink this, you're going to like this. And it's like, um, 
and in turn it becomes you become it becomes a self-aware album of uh of what that intention is um almost to a fault where it um feels desperate to validate itself through um the kind of inclusion of all these different voices are coming in to like say you guys are you know like you're you're diverse you're you know you're heavy you're you're not just your past self you're 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 un, undefinable you know what i mean and, and that and, and in that turn it kind of it, it it lost me in the sense that it was trying too hard um and uh you know i do love myself the complexity i do love myself the change-ups and the song structure and the and the like real challenge to the band to really put some songs where like you got some riffs changing and directions and you know even tries to do the whole like here's the song and then here comes the rap part just like they used to do in the back of the day like in uh guilty all the same you know you have like it's so funny you'll have this and then it'll be like then you hear that that typical lincoln park guitar sound and and you hear the rap start and you're like, oh, it's the old Lincoln Park. Yes. Like they're doing this. The, 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 here comes, you know, like the entrance of the rapper over the park. And it, it's, it's there. It's just, it feels so forced and um, really trying to validate the sound of the band. And, and it is a midlife crisis album for sure. I appreciate it on many levels and other levels. I feel um, it, it misses the mark almost like it's trying so hard to hit it that it loses the natural quality of it you know and that's it's unfortunate that that can happen but i still tell you what you put this album up against some other bands uh crisis albums the identity crisis and it blows them out of the water um it's just for lincoln park it definitely it'll be a, a good album to hear and it's got some real memorable um songs on it it just can't hold that same kind of uh, quality as the previous release, for sure. Yeah, and before let me move on, before I forget, I just want to point out you said, you know, it lacks that natural feeling. And that I think that's a big thing here is that it doesn't feel like a natural progression of the band. Like, I, I love seeing a band progress throughout their albums. And at the time, I was just thinking, like, yeah, this is so cool. They went back to this. And like you said, coming from, like, longtime fans, logistically this should be our number one album like this is what people for years were asking for but when it comes down to it and when it was released it was just kind of like this doesn't feel natural this doesn't feel like what you guys actually wanted to do what you guys actually want and maybe they did you know who, who's to say but it's just the feeling i get when i listen to it is like especially where it is in their discography and what came before it and after it it just feels like this isn't what they wanted to do. It's not a natural progression. It's not, there's nothing natural about it. It sounds very forced. And I think even lyrically, it's probably their least like deep lyrics that they have. The lyrics on this, for the most part, very like surface level on a lot of the songs. Whereas every other album that they've had has had like lyrical depth to at least most of the songs. This one just really lacked a lot of that. I don't need to say anything else. You guys pretty much hit it on the head. <laughs> like, just straight up. There, there's nothing that I need to say that has not been already been said about the hunting party. Um, other than like, the only thing I could possibly add is like about the, the features. I mean, 
they we'll get to the trackers in a second, but like the features just didn't really they didn't really do it for me. They didn't really do anything for me. I mean, don't get me wrong, that sound is like back to what they started out as, but like it definitely you know we're all in agreement is it is a midlife crisis album for sure. There's no getting around it whatsoever. <laughs> but um, let's get down to the track listing for a sec, shall we? So let me read the track listing. And I, the first album to feature features, which I, I just want to say, featuring Drake should make a song with Pitbull and three other people in it just have a giant mega crap song. Jesus. Just saying, it's going to be Drake, Usher, Pitbull. And on top of that, we're going to bring Justin Bieber into the mix as well. There you go. That that's our mega song. That's the next you number. Might as well get uh, gotta get DJ Khaled in on that. Yes, and DJ Khaled's gonna put just, just yell his name in the middle of it. Yes, yeah, DJ, and then have little someone like, get on yeah. that. Someone get on that. That's a gold. I'll sign my papers right now as your idea creator yes. right there, and I'll, and I'll split the money with these two gentlemen right here. <laughs> and anyway. hashtag or uh shout out to Home Depot Center for being the place they play <laughs> yep. their uh their uh bonus tracks on. We should have been there, boys. Free tickets. Bonus tracks for the Xbox Deluxe Edition. <laughs> oh, is this sponsored by Mountain Dew? Is this sponsored by Mountain Dew and uh um Pepsi Pepsi One? Oh my god. Well, before we get off track any any quicker. <laughs> Uh, Keys to the Kingdom, All for Nothing, featuring Paige Hamilton. Guilty All of the Same, featuring Rakim. The Summoning, War, Wastelands, Until It's Gone, Rebellion, featuring Darren. How do you say his last name? Malakian. Malakian, thank you. Mark the Graves, Drew Bar, instrument. It's just an instrumental featuring Tom Morello. Actually, that's kind of funny. But a Final Masquerade and A Line in the Sand. What are some standout tracks to you, Mike? I mean, guilty all the same. When I heard that, it, I, I still think it's a great song. It's probably almost up there with like some of, uh, you know, I had a top five already, but it's just right outside that top five for me um, uh, coming in like uh, somewhere in there. Uh, but I mean, yeah, other than that, like, I mean, I, I love uh, Until It's Gone, um, you know, just uh, think uh, All For Nothing's a decent track. Um you know, it's got like the, a lot of the middle area. It's fun. It's got some uh, interesting, very unusual um, kind of directions it goes. It comes from and it goes to. If, if, if out of all the albums, it's the, I think it's the most challenging album I think they've done where they are put. They're testing their abilities to write some very uh, um, dynamically changing sounds here and you know it's definitely not an easy thing to pull off so um yeah other than that yeah i mean i enjoyed the album thoroughly throughout but you know those are my some of my standout tracks kyle standout tracks to you uh for me keys to the kingdom is a major standout for me it's actually my favorite album opener that they've had okay uh i i think it's a great way to start the album uh war that's definitely up there wastelands love that one mike's rapping specifically on that rebellion uh but like i said it's more of just a system of down song with the mm-hmm. lincoln park members playing it uh one thing about this album that i do really love is that it introduced mike shinoda as a singer and not just a rapper he sang on uh rebellion he did the leads on i believe um other than the chorus and I think a couple others as well, but really that's, I really, really enjoyed that change up. Um, that was nice to hear. Um, 
Final Masquerade, that I liked that more. It was a standout to me originally. I don't go back to it as much as I did back in the day, but it's really the lyrically, I think, the peak of the album. Uh, I don't care for a line in the sand. I don't care for Mark the Graves. Yet again, another the end of mm-hmm. the album kind of far an ending. Yeah. <laughs> Drawbar was stupid to me. Like, sorry, but I I don't know why we needed an instrumental featuring Tom Morello. It just feels jarring. I don't know. Exactly. But, no, I forgot to mention Rebellion is one of my other favorite songs. Uh that is a great song. Although I do agree it's it is it feels very um channeling uh down and some of the crazy songs you have to music. I still appreciate it. And to touch on, uh, I forgot to say it after Mike gave his thoughts, but to touch on the fact that uh, Mike had said, yeah, it's it's way better than most artists' midlife crisis albums. 100%, because most bands' midlife crisis albums bring them to a sound that's not like them. Like you have like Motley Crue's Generation Swine album back in like the late 90s, which was them trying to do a grunge album. And it was horrendous i mean a lot of those hair metal bands doing that and it was terrible never worked out you have a lot of like rock bands trying to do pop things lincoln park's version of midlife crisis was let's just go heavy Mm -hmm. let's 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 do what people actually want from us whereas most other artists are like let's do what we think the mainstream wants not what our fans are yelling at us to do so i i enjoyed that at least it it definitely has some good songs. I don't think it's you know the greatest thing they've ever done. Now, question: Do they not list the writers on those songs because they didn't write them, or because they just assumed uh, because that they, they did? Were, they did all the tracks oh, up here were linked except for noted. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's just weird because they didn't do that before. Really yeah, I think it's just a matter of who sets up the Wikipedia page. Uh, yeah, for those who don't know, we pull it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Donate to Wikipedia. A shout out to Wikipedia. Shout out to the the free database of the world. Um, yeah, um, Santa tracks for me. Mike, did you go yet? Oh, yeah, I went. Yep. Okay, I wasn't sure. I didn't want to skip over you, bud. Um, oh, you did good. All right, Keys to the Kingdom, truthfully. Um, War Until It's Gone. And re- re- I agree with you. Rebellion is just a system of a down zone. But yeah, the, but those four for me: Keys, Keys to the Kingdom. Um, what was the second one I said? Keys for Kingdom, War, uh, Until It's Gone, and Rebellion. Yeah, those are pretty much mine. Like guilty all the same? What? Not what? The rap is what I said. You didn't like Guilty all the same? The feature, oh, <laughs> Raccoon's <laughs> feature on Guilty All the Same is what dragged it down for me. Yeah, I'm not a huge yeah. fan of his rap, and it it I love the song until that part comes on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. and then that's just for me personally. I mean, that, that's one of the things that dragged it down for me a little bit was the featuring. I was like, you know, why do we, you're Lincoln Park. This is your sixth album. Why do you want to just throw features on it? I mean, I get you want to be like somewhat more creative, I guess, but I don't know, just for me, they didn't like quite work. But the, the question is, it is, midlife, it is midlife crisis, Mike. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the question is, gentlemen, where does this rank amongst your Lincoln Park albums? Let's go to, let's start with Kyle again. I put it at number six. It, okay. I do enjoy it more than Meteora. I know. I know. Crazy. <laughs> uh, what? But yeah, I mean, it's at the end of the day, just like we said multiple times, a midlife crisis album. And, you know, 
I think it was a step backwards for them at the time. And number six. Mike. I already told you mine. Uh, it, it just uh, got edged out by uh, uh, living things. Um, uh, you know, I would I would probably say living things probably edges it out more than just an edge out. But I mean, in the scope scope of like listening to a record and actually enjoying. So, that's once again, I said there's some songs I some albums I re, uh, respect on a on a um, uh, originality uh, level, and there's other songs I respect on just straight up songs that are interesting and go somewhere and take you on a journey. Um, and then sometimes they do both of those in one album. I feel they do both of those in Living Things, and they only do one of those things on uh, the Hunting Party, and, the, and that's mm-hmm. just songs that have interesting stuff, but they don't take you um away on summer journey it just shows you hey let's showcase our abilities to write heavy songs but really are don't have a ton of like real um super meaning to them or whatever like um uh, meaningful melodies just kind of had lots of complexity which i appreciate so um yeah i definitely put it at number five um and we all know where the new album is gonna go kyle you know it all right (laughs) (laughs) foreshadowing oh no no. um this is actually my you guys went right i want to make sure you guys are good all right this is my number six as well so i so i i agree with kyle on the on the similar viewpoints as well what what killed it for me it's a and look don't get wrong the sound is great and everything like that but what killed me was the the some of the choices of features and some of the choices like that instrumental with Tom Morello. I mean, you and I, Kyle and I can both agree. Like it's definitely not, it's just, it's like, why is it there? It's, a, it's an instrumental featuring Tom Morello. You could have done so much more with that though. You know, like but it, it is a midlife crisis album for sure, but it is my number six personally. So oh, a good na- name for a song on the album cry for validation. That would be a, <laughs> that'd be a cool name. Like it is just like all of those artists on the same track together, like doing a, we are the world kind of thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, like, we all appreciate you, Lincoln Park. There's no no need to to like reach out for any kind of uh, idea of who you are. You are you. You know, like I think that'd be a cry for validation. Uh, let's make that happen. Oh it's like they're, they're fishing for compliments. Like tell us, good <laughs> job, please. Without telling us directly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Oh my god. Um. But are, are we set to go to our last album of the night? Trains pulling into the station, yep. my friend. You hear oh, the conductor. Choo choo. It was going to be a fun one. One yeah, more light. Their most one recent more. album from 2017. Who wants to go first? I think I'll let Mike take this one. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, just so disappointing. It really, if it's just so confined by its desire to to kind of deliver these really soft radio friendly songs and i feel so bad because it it had like again it had the opportunity to blend but it did nothing but just kind of uh pop uh pop me right in the jaw with the pop um yeah like it just kind of like it just lost any attempt um at kind of capturing any of the the previous identities and songs and like Songs aren't they're not terrible as uh, if another band wrote them, you know. If he just put this down as another band, it would have been like ah, 
okay some like real contemporary um kind of just uh doesn't really want to blow your mind um it's more of a i feel like this album is more of a because we want to because i want to album more so than uh like um uh, the fans will have any kind of say in this it's like look man this is what we do you'll like it or not like uh, once again kind of harkening back to the the Def Leppard album it's like do does Linkin Park need to prove themselves um by making this album no this is this is um a goodbye and I hate to say that a goodbye to uh a lot of the the criticisms that is Oh, you need to play music that sounds like your old self, but also play um, what you kind of want to do. No, this is what we want to do. And that's it. And I appreciate that. And I applaud you. But um, once again, I'm from the old school. I'm the old head of the channel. Uh, and I have to be the guy that is the size of tradition over um, uh, kind of evolution to a place that I feel um, could have just been under a side project name. Um, so, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's just, uh, I'll be honest with you. One, one more light. Is that the last song? Uh, or is that the last song? I believe that song, bro. Seriously. Yeah. I listened to, I, and the live version of it that they had at Jimmy Kimmel's, uh, um, the Chris uh, little, tribute. dude, like oh, to this day, incredible. I'll watch it Chills. seven or eight times a month. Sometimes yeah. when I, when I it pops up on something or it 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 breaks my heart. It is Chills, amazingly lyrically. It could possibly be in my top five. It, it it may very well be in my top five songs. And for that reason alone, it's important that it's on this album and, and what tribute it makes. So, I mean, hats off to them and um and making an one of their best quiet songs ever. Um, but it's just not to save this one um from you know kind of the um the greater musical journey that i think like it's taking expense of their previous kyle i'm very curious to hear what you have to say all right so mm, entirely different sound <laughs> right <laughs> this is this sounds entirely different than anything they've ever put out i don't think that's a bad thing at all uh, I think this is their deepest album, lyrically speaking, and that's what speaks to me a lot about music is lyrics. I'm a big lyrics and vocals person, and I think this one really shines. It's also crazy to me to think that this album is five years old already. Feels like just yesterday this came out. Now, I'm going to spoil my, my list because if anyone's been keeping score, we all know there's only one spot open on my list. This is my number one. <laughs> Oh God, no! Hold on. What kind of rope do I want to use? Hear me out. Oh, that was bad. I'm sorry. Take that off. Yeah, sorry. Tasteless. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mike, I'm just kidding. This is since it came out. Shortly after it came out, it made its way to my number one. This is before, you know, everything with Chester. A lot of people kind of bandwagoned onto this album after his death they listened to it again after and like oh these lyrics are so sad not realizing that mike shinoda actually wrote a majority of these lyrics chester only wrote like two of the songs on here now people then retroactively are like oh it's a better album i gave it credit for and i honest to god think that the reception of this album and the 
people were not just negative to this album when it came out. People were viciously against this. And Chester really took that to heart. Like you could see it in interviews, he was lashing out at people about it. I think if people just accepted what they were doing and been like, yeah, maybe it's not for me, but I'm not going to like be an ass about it. You know, maybe we have things would have turned out a little bit differently. You know, there's no way to know that for sure, but it definitely, you could tell in interviews, really got to the guy, which I don't blame him. There's a lot of heart put into this album. And I'm sure they knew this wasn't going to go over too well. And after the hunting party, if this came, if this was what followed living things, I think people would have been way more open to it. I think it's the fact that it came from after the hunting party where they're like, we're going to release the heaviest thing we've released and then the softest thing we've ever released. I will also say it's a damn near perfect pop album. It's not a rock album. It's not a rap album. Let's just call it what it is. This is a pop album. But it's damn near perfect. And that's insanely difficult to do for a pop album. There's only a tiny handful that I can think of, specifically like modern pop artists, bands, whatever, that have solid like 10 out of 10 albums. This is one of them. Lyrically, incredible. Vocally, great. Uh, Mike Shinoda takes over lead vocals on a handful of songs and does a phenomenal job. Um, so yeah, this I adore this album. I think it gets a lot of hate unnecessarily. I get why people may not be fans of it if you like their other stuff but uh i really dig it and i think even the features help it i think kiara's feature on heavy works very well and uh, i loved the irony when they released heavy and it was after the hunting party releasing a song called heavy and having it be the softest thing that you put out to that time period great loved the irony of it they knew exactly what they were doing when they put that one out as the lead single. Yeah, I mean, it. you're right. It's not a rock album. It's not a rap album. It's the most farthest thing that they, they could probably do as far as pop goes. And I got it. I, like I, I've, I've said this for every album, and this is their most recent one. As do someone it, who's not. Did do it. <laughs> oh no! You the sword. <laughs> oh no! As someone who just has was not familiar, and I, I, I didn't realize this came out in 2017. I was like, "Wow, this is like sounds like it's hard to believe it's five years old." Uh, as Kyle said, but I mean, it's, I mean, it, it, Chester did die later that year, unfortunately. Very, very sad passing. We, we miss you, and you know, God bless you. You were a gift with the Lincoln Park and, all, and the community there and all that. But um, I just, you're right though. The irony there with heavy. <laughs> that, that, oh, they, they did that on purpose. There's no way they didn't. Yeah. I about to say like, it's called heavy, but it's like a light song, which is ironic. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, But yeah, I mean, let's, let's go down to the track listing for a second. Shall we? Yes. We have a lot of writers here, but that's okay. <laughs> and not everything's going to be great or perfect. Well, in some people's eyes, it might be, who knows? Uh, nobody can save me. Good. Goodbye. Featuring Pusha T and Stormzy talking to myself. Battle symphony, invisible, heavy featuring Kiara. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I believe it's Kiara. Oh, Kiara. Okay. Sorry for now. Halfway right. One more light, which is the second last song. And sharp edges. 
what are some standout tracks to you guys? Let's start with Mike. Uh, what stands out is that Chester Bennington's barely. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what stands out. I think he was out of the band at this point in the sense of like where he was, um, you know, kind of like he was dealing with. Me. And I feel like, um, yeah, it's really sad. You know, it's kind of sad that, uh, um, and it's crazy that One More Light is, re- is not really, you know, there's not a ton of involvement with him either because that's a great song. It's a very guitar uh, written song. Like you can tell the guitar really cries on that song like it almost feels like the person who was writing it was writing uh you know it's just a it's just a real grieving song you know about losing someone you know and i'm actually i'm a poet i write uh poetry and it influenced me to write a poem about um the the instruments in an orchestra when one goes out you can tell something's wrong this is the same thing with like you know the the whole point of the song was like you know when there's a light when one light goes out can you really tell but i can tell and the people who who are paying attention can tell people who have the right ear for music can tell when an orchestra is off um when i when i played in the orchestra as a kid i couldn't write i couldn't play music correctly so i was copying everyone else's movements i played the trombone and i was like okay i gotta do this do this do that do this and i'm missing i'm messing up and the teacher heard it and he said all right let's all go down the line and play this and i Oh no, we're one by one, we're gonna play it. I'm not gonna be able to play it. He could tell the sound was out. And uh, just hearing that song and that meaning behind it, just, you know, it really it really blows your mind, you know, what they are saying. And um, that's my standout track. <laughs> uh, you know, I hate to be that guy, but you know, other than that, you know, everything else is to me, it's pretty fluff. And um, I, you know, it just, uh, I appreciate that song so much that it's almost that one song is is worth that album. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's nice that it came out of it. And uh um, you know, maybe if I were to be honest with you, I might I might say um uh you know, heavy's not a bad song. It's not terrible. Um, it's definitely not something I would, you know, think Lincoln Park would do or want to hear from Lincoln Park, but just as a, as music played by someone. I'd appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, there's pretty much uh, not much else I can say. I will direct it over to Kyle. Yes, I mean, I mean, Mike really hit the the nail on the head with one more light there. That it's really the what really shines on this album. That is arguably one of the best songs they've ever written, and uh, it, the sheer emotion in that song. it's nuts uh nobody can save me i love that one really the only song on this album that i don't i like it but it feels out of place talking to myself it's just like oh we need that one like somewhat upbeat rock song for the album and it's doesn't work really for me uh was disappointed that that was kind of like i think i was released a single like the day Chester like killed himself I think that was I think it was very poorly timed where that was posted on their social media and then it was like oh but uh it's a shame that that to me was the last thing that was like a big thing sharp edges I think is a nice way to end it but it's probably my second least favorite other than that the album is great uh like I said lyrically immense I love the lyrics all around 
heavy, massive, uh, massive standout, uh, being one of the only two songs that Chester contributed writing to. And I think that that and Halfway Right really show where he was at, unfortunately, at the time. And it's a shame that we'll never hear anything, any other writing from him again. And it, it is crazy to me because when you listen to the, I can see why people at, aren't aware that he only wrote those two songs. I can see why people would go back and look at this album and be like, oh, he was trying to tell us this. And then be like, well, actually, he didn't write most of these songs. So that's that's a really interesting thing to me. Like, I don't know, maybe Mike was picking up on things from Chester. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I'm not him. But it's just a, the timing of this album coming out is just so strange. Uh, I love it. But yeah, I mean, Battle Symphony, incredible. Mike's vocals on Invisible. He does the entire song. Same thing. I like a lot how on Sorry For Now, the roles are reversed, where Mike does the singing and Chester does a rap in the middle of it. I just found that to be really interesting. It's the one time, the one song Chester raps in. And yeah, I mean, I, I love this album. I think every song is great, with the exception of talking to myself. Uh, I'd say it's a damn near perfect album for me anyway. So some standout tracks for me personally are obviously their only title track they've ever done. I've talked about before. Title tracks may just work. Uh, one More Light, obviously. Uh, heavy. And um, and those are really good for me, though. I mean, but I will say, just on a side note, you were right, though, Kyle. Talking to Myself was released the day Chester Binghamton was found dead. Mm. Yep. I, I, I just, uh, by looking at this right now, I was like, oh, my God. That's, so he, they released it on the same day that he was found dead. Yep. Which is very, that, that one, you know, might hold some weight for some people. But I just, I was like, you know, that's. Finding that out right now, I'm like, you know, it's rubbing me like, oh, that that had happened that way. Um, but on the heavy, obviously, one more light for me personally. Uh, those are the, the two definitely stand out. Overall, definitely solid, you know, pop album. I would say personally, um, it's definitely not a, it's like like we said, it's not a rock album, it's not a rap album, but it is a, it is a very it is a good record overall. I mean, so critics were like, what's going on? But <laughs> but um. Is ultimately, where does this rank? I know we I know Kyle already said this, but like, where does it rank amongst your Lincoln Park albums? Kyle already said this, but you can go first. Yeah, it it's my number one. Uh, no, nothing else to say about it, really. The one other thing I want to mention about it is short, shortly before this, a couple of years before this, there is a big trend, specifically in the metalcore community. And Mike, I'm sure you know this all too well too of what I like to call self-help core, <laughs> where all these metalcore bands, specifically people like Of Mice and Men, released all these songs, like albums worth of these songs that were like, oh, life's worth living. You can, you got this, blah, 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 like all that. And that never really worked for me much. I always thought it was the corniest thing. But I think that Linkin Park took lyrics in a similar vein to that, but put it in a much more relatable not just like oh you got this you you can do this like life gets better they put in a more relatable like yeah we all feel like this and that's what i like about this album so much so number one for that and other reasons as well 
Mike, 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 Mike. It's funny. Of a per- the person who writes poetry and writes lyrics is less about lyrics and music and more about music, music which is crazy because you'd think it would be uh, there'd be a 50 50 or even, uh, you know, maybe like a leaning side towards writing uh, lyrics. But I've always been a music first guy. Um, the lyrics in this, I have no judgment for. They're 100% sincere, 100% from the heart and um, have no bearing on any rating I have for most of my albums. Um, there are times where lyrics will jump out and, ca- and kick me in the face and, and, and say, hey, listen to this. Um, and if the music's terrible, I'll be like, oh, the lyrics are great on that. But when they align, when they perfectly align, like the two forces, music and lyrics, come together and form a perfect um, kind of a formula, it's that rare time um, when a song or like one more light would um, come and really be like, shining star <laughs> but um yeah uh that's uh it's my number it's my last album um i appreciate it um uh, but it's definitely uh it's a goodbye to them and their career uh um and i i mean who knows they might make a rebound but i just feel like without chester um you know i know they would be oh we if we quit it's it's like we're set we're not carrying on with the with the spirit of this part no 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 don't use that as an excuse when you want more money to keep doing these the name of the band the, the albums um carry the spirit on in the way everybody carries the spirit on you don't have to carry a music project on because that's nonsense um uh uh yeah so overall that's yeah i was yeah i mean i have mine at number seven, only because I didn't, it was just, when I think of Linkin Park, I don't really think of this as, like, don't get me wrong, it's, it's really great, it's great for what it is, it's great for, like, you know, it's the last one with Chester Bingham, Bennington, it's like, it's a really, it's kind of, if you look, if you look at it, it's like, it's a kind of a nice send-off in a sense, before they knew he would, he would die, but um, I look at it as a, a definite new take on a, a band that definitely wants to redefine themselves. But at the same time, it drew away from like the, like the what what I when I think of Lincoln Park in my head, I I don't think of this. I think of like the the numb the, like the early two thousands mid two thousand you know type of that that type of sound in particular, like the rap like the the, the rap, the metal. And when I, when I first heard this, I was like, what? <laughs> I was in shock, because I was in shock for lack of a better word. I was like, oh my god, this is Lincoln Park still. What? And I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, I love the title track. Heavy is a great track too. But just as when I think of Lincoln Park, I'm like, I don't, I don't think of Lincoln Park as it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. But I just don't think of it as a Lincoln Park like typical sounding, you know what I mean? Record that that's me personally though. And I'm sure many people would say that as well. But you know, oh, I'm sure this is almost everyone's. <laughs> almost every Lincoln Park fan, I'm sure has this as their bottom. <laughs> but I appreciate Kyle that you know what there's no you don't have to change how you feel because like a, a, a mob of angry Lincoln Park fans who have like uh, frosted hair spiked hair yeah. and like chains are going to like bully you and like you're not a true fan because you like yeah. this and you get the hell out of here like Jesus is a true fan as a true fan gets uh, oh, because yeah. he likes this era versus that era like like I said, like 
this was like my number one before Chester passed away. Like he was only out yeah. for like a month and a half or two months or so before that happened. Right. And at first I was a little thrown off by it. like I'm not gonna lie, at first I was on the same train, like, uh, this is kind of weird. But the more I sat with it, the more I was like, I really like this. And then it kind of made me mad at first when, you know, in the few months after he passed away all these people bandwagoning to the album like oh it's actually a pretty good album i'm like well where were you a few months ago you're only saying that because you think it's some kind of goodbye message from the guy when it wasn't like stop it that that made me mad to see because i'm like you know what maybe if you gave the damn guy some encouragement when the album actually was released instead of just being like this is terrible well you're such a sellout you know maybe mm-hmm. we cheered the guy up a little bit right and i'm not saying right. that people had to like it i understand why people don't I just hate yeah. people that bandwagoned onto it after the fact. And Mike, I do agree with you. Mike, I, I guess concluding thoughts on Lincoln Park as a whole here. Uh, Chester Bennington's death was the only celebrity death to actually have any like impact on me. I'm going to be honest. Usually I hear celebrity dies. I'm like, oh, that's a shame. But uh, as someone who legitimately grew up listening to them, going through every era of this band as it was happening from the beginning to the end, I mean, literally from the time I was five years old, going through like, so my my elementary school days were essentially like hybrid theory, meteor, and then like middle school. So this is a part of every part of my like, you know, developmental like upbringing that he was involved in. So that's, it, that did hit me pretty hard when I heard that. And it was so shocking out of the blue. And uh, I I agree, I don't think they should carry on. I, you know, if they have things in the vault for like anniversaries that they want to be like, oh, here's some, you know, demos or some unreleased songs or whatever that like we'll throw it out in a bundle. Sure. By all means, I'll take it. Like, that'd be interesting to hear. I don't feel they could do Lincoln feel there like another, you know, (laughs) like it could be a different Washington uh, Stadium. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I don't need them to, because I feel like no matter what, it would feel like a cash grab. Because what do they, they they have two options, really, three options, I guess, is to have Mike Shinoda take over all lead vocals, which there's just some stuff he can't do. So it's either going to let the crowd sing that, or you're going to have just Chester's backing track play. You're going to replace Chester, or, and if that happens, it'll never be the same. That person will be like right be the far. It's just, person. Yeah. Just let it die and you know, like right, uh continue the, to make music. Yeah. And the last option is to do the Dio route, which is to have like a Chester hologram up on stage, which is I think the worst thing you could do. Yeah. So I think <laughs> you need to let it die. They have a great legacy. I think yeah. One More Light was not only the perfect album for them to go out on, I think it even lyrically, I think it serves as like a goodbye from the band. I really enjoyed. I think they've reached their natural stopping point, and I think they they've left a legacy that's going to influence people for even decades to come. Didn't Mike, I? any Mike, any concluding thoughts for Lincoln Park at all? I'll said it perfectly, and yeah, this uh, I, I, to hear them go back and do the old Lincoln Park style without Chester, uh, and even doing the old Lincoln Park style as a pure form without like blending some of the new sound in it just would feel like a desperate attempt to, to try and capitalize on their original sound and just desperate need to um, 
to try and regain some legitimacy in the in the absence of the true voice of the band. And it would also be a very selfish thing to do, regardless of how many messages they put out. Oh, it's for the spirit. We got to carry it. Like, no, it's not. And never, like, I will never <laughs> like so um yeah i agree with everything you said um just let it let it move on and, and start a new musical project um uh, making music like you've been doing your fans will fans will follow you no matter what your name is i pretty much agree with everything both of you guys said the only thing i want to add on is that like is it yeah i agree like chester it did pass away in t- five years ago now wow it's crazy insane it's hard to believe yeah it's been so long but um i will say like i i'm of the opinion that after after listening to all the albums and ending on the note that they left with you know their their last album i don't i don't see how they could continue at all i mean i agree with kyle on that i agree also agree with mike that they they should definitely if, if they want to actually i think kyle said this if they want to release stuff it's like you know hey we've unreleased tracks or demos whatever throw, throw those out for sure maybe that could be like a new compilation album or something like that or whatever you know or even a greatest hits so, hey here we go here's our 10, 15 best songs on an album. Here you go. I mean, that, that might be overdoing it, but I, I think continuing without Chester or replacing him in general would be really difficult, of course, given the fact that he was such a pivotal part of the band in general. Um, I just, I think that he, it's, it's hard to imagine a whole Lincoln Park without him. I mean, you're right. They could do, they could do a hologram, but who wants to see that? Let's be real. Or backing tracks. I mean, the only, the only reason I think backing tracks could work but they wouldn't be the same, of course, but I think they could work um, just on a complete side note. I did see Paul McCartney recently. And what, one of the things they did was during the encore, they actually had a footage of John Lennon from the rooftop concert on stage. So Paul was singing with John still, which I think they could do that with Chester to an extent. It's like, just, like it's a, just such a big part of all the songs, though, that it'd be most of the songs would just be his recording. Yeah. I just don't see it like working out. Yeah, Gee Gees did that with their brother who passed away. They actually had uh, Barry Cooper, right. you know, like uh, um, like singing along with it. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. But I mean, like, he's not a the main part. He's part of a group. Yeah, so um, yeah. that's just kind of, uh, you know, the singular voice alongside Mike Shinoda. But, um, and Mike Shinoda, I'm not, no discount his voice and stuff, but they're be able to hold that band if he takes over complete vocals and does both on his own and it would just be weird and i wouldn't be up for it <laughs> all right well that will do it for us as far as talking about the album but kyle is going to share his screen now and share our rankings of the albums in general you all set there you go perfect so this is what we got so we'll start with uh we'll start with start with me Mm-hmm. Oh, what happened? That's you right there. <laughs> yeah, right, right there. there. Right there. Yeah, a minute. That's uh, heck? When I don't you know why it doesn't work. That was weird. <laughs> we'll start with right. me. We'll start with Mike. Mike glitched the whole thing. Technical difficulties online. Well, you well, when you were talking, your voice kind of like digitalized, like kind of got all weird, and I almost thought you were doing a, a robot boy rendition or something. Like I was. Oh like, my god! Was <laughs> yeah, I was just like you were totally. like little, like your voice like went robotic. Yeah. All right, we're all gonna right. start with Kyle. So this is mine. One more light, number one. Thousand Suns, number two. Hybrid Theory. Living Things. Minutes to Midnight, Hunting Party, and Meteora. Definitely the most uh, 
<laughs> Ow! You, you should attend Lincoln Park, and you're gonna get it. <sighs> yeah, yeah hurt some feelings there. That's pretty brutal. JT you got Hybrid Theory, Meteora, Thousand Suns, Living Things, Minutes to Midnight, Hunting Party, and One More Light. Almost the order they were released to some of the couples. Which is up, uh, but when we did Hybrid Theory and Meteora, I was waiting for JTs to just be chronologically like from the new fan who's just listening to them like oh, i like this song I yeah. like this, this is song great less. guys i like this album less i like this album less i like this album less. <laughs> terrible oh my <laughs> this God. one's horrible and then we got mike minutes to midnight which surprised me mm. hybrid theory meteora living things which we all agreed on hunting party Thousand Suns and one more light. But yeah, I'm glad we could all agree on at least cool, one. Man. Yeah, man. Good yeah. insight from all different age levels, all different perspectives. I, I appreciate all that stuff. And I none of it is wrong and none of it's right. That's the beauty of uh you know opinion music. That's it. Well, that was a lot. <laughs> But I ultimately, guys, is what you guys have to say. Sound off on Twitter, Instagram, at the Superview Show. I want to thank the two gentlemen for doing this enormously long live stream with us tonight. I want to thank Mike for joining us as always. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. And Kyle Q, you know, you know, Kyle, you, you we, this is Kyle and I's idea doing this on the channel. And I got to admit, Kyle, you know, you've been a big help. This is a big, fun one to do. We can't wait to do another one next week. We'll figure out whatever that is when the time comes. But thank you, Kyle, as always. for Thanks, Kyle. Yes, thank you. And thanks for including Mike, too. <laughs> of course. Of course. How could we not? Uh, and thank you for watching and listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this. And uh, we will see you guys next week for another episode of Career Retrospectives. Hopefully you will continue to enjoy this on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. We'll see you guys next week. So stay safe and take care.